Welcome to the first free two hours of the BingeCast on the Binge Media Podcast Network. All of our listeners receive the first two hours of the BingeCast for free. For only $5 a month, premium members receive the full binge. The entire four-hour show available exclusively at patreon.com slash binge media. And they'll get early access to the show 24 hours before everyone else. Sign up at patreon.com slash binge media to join us today for only $5 a month. And now, the BingeCast. Sweat and piss, so fucking at the same time. It's the binge cast. Whoa, it's the binge cast. Alex and Law will review what they saw. They can give it a ten, but they can give it a four. It's the binge cast. Whoa, it's the binge cast. They got Google Voice and fucking TV roundup. What did you watch? You watch? Oh, hello and welcome to the binge cast. I'm Pete Setnick. I work for Binge Media. Uh, tonight we're going to be answering voicemails, talking TV, talking movies. But before we do all that, let me introduce you to the co host of tonight, the incredible, the good looking Jack Falvey. Yeah, that's right, I said it. What's up, Pete? Yes, I was. I I, I always get excited when I intro, intro you. I'm like, is he just gonna talk? Is he, are we gonna get the fucking audio <laughs> cue? And now he got it. Look, if there's any time where I don't drop the audio cue, it's because I forgot and the soundboard <laughs> is not ready. So that's the only <laughs> reason ever on any show. And I, you could you could take that to your grave. That's that's a fact. Well, I love it. It just uh, it's like uh, these double doors open up, maybe like at a saloon. Sure. But I feel like it wouldn't have that electric guitar sound at the saloon. Well, I mean, you know, let's say it's a future saloon. Let's say it's uh, <laughs> most most Espa, dog. Most Isley, most Espa. You know? Yeah. And then uh, smoke, just a lot of fog. And then you come in yep. with like a long leather jacket and sunglasses. That's how I see you with that song. Yeah. Wind. Yeah. Well, a lot of wind. Sure. <laughs> fans are blowing. You got. Uh, oh, they're blowing. Oh, fans are blowing. Oh, my God. What are those uh, tumbleweeds tumbling? You know, all that stuff. Fantastic, sir. Well, welcome, everybody, to The Binge Cast. Uh, this is the uh, free binge uh, that you're listening to right now, which um, is uh, free for all. Uh, you'll get this show, The Binge Cast. You'll also get sports cast on this uh, side of the fence. you also get binge views on the, this side of the fence. And then after this show is the full binge and you mm. can get that for only five bucks a month on patreon go to patreon.com slash binge media you get access to the entire binge cast which includes this free two hours and then who the hell knows what's after this uh for today's or tonight's show uh we have not planned what the full binge is going to be but the only thing i know is that alex and i will be doing a commentary so as of right now, nice. not sure what it is yet. So, But if you clicked on this to Sounds download, good. you already know. You know before me. 
Uh, also, you get uh, the monthly monthly binge media happy hour on Discord. You also get a free Lollapalooza. 2018 shot glass. That's for new subscribers while supplies last. You also get the Wake and Bake with Bob Ross, with Jack and Tom. Uh, and a special uh, episode just dropped last week, right? Uh, it did. It did. Last Saturday we uh, we had uh, Mr. James E. Kupka show Holy up and, uh, hang out shit. for a while. So. Great episode, by the way. A lot of fun. Good stuff. It's good stuff. It was interesting having the... Uh, the old host and the current host on, uh, sort yeah. of like a, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a meshing of worlds, and uh, yeah, we may or may not have seen one of our all-time favorite Bob Ross paintings on that episode. That's so if you right. haven't listened to it, you should go and check it out. That's right. That's a great show. <clears throat> uh, also, you get movie commentary sometimes. Occasionally, there'll be TV commentaries. And Jack, any uh, movie homework news or updates? Yep. So uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta get going on it because I want to get back into the swing of that. Yeah. Um, I really really enjoy doing movie homework, but I think we're gonna do some kind of format refresh. But uh, yeah, yeah, maybe um, maybe something that coincides with a certain theatrical release coming up soon might might be in order. That might be a good uh, jumpstart. Good way to jumpstart. Yeah. Exactly. Kick off. So, nice. uh, yeah. Stay tuned. Sweet. Uh, also, when you're listening to this, I don't know when you're listening to this, but uh, it's like Law's birthday in like a few days. So, uh, happy birthday, Jim Law, or uh, happy birthday, Law, or uh, or boss. We have to say that mm. he t- he told us to say it. So yeah, make sure you he, fucking. Uh, <laughs> he sent a quite the text message. So. Oh my god, all caps too. Oh my god, that, dude, that guy. I mean, I get it. He's from Canada, but take it easy. I know. What do they want? Birthdays up there? Jesus Christ! Unbelievable. I know. And also, um, one more thing to drop. Don't forget to go to ParkSense.com to purchase your favorite theme park candles, room sprays, oils, and wax melt smells of your favorite smells from those theme parks. Uh, When you go to checkout, uh, put Binge20 in the discount code and you get 20% off. Jack, have you ever made a purchase uh, from the old ParkSense? I have. I believe we've made two purchases over the uh, over the year, year, years. Are we had like a couple of years of knowing about this site now? I feel like we are. Yeah, it's been. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, what was? I think we got the the one that that stuck out to me was I think it was pretzel, and okay. it smelled like popcorn, which oh. I was I was happy about. I just was confused as to who <laughs> who made that call. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you they could have just printed different... out the. Well, you could have just printed out a popcorn sticker, and I, I, I never would have questioned it. But you know, I'm not upset. I'm just, yeah, I'm curious. So. Maybe they put the pretzel sticker on the popcorn canister by mistake. I guess that's possible. I don't or know if maybe... they have a popcorn smell though. Well, they might have like a quality control expert that mm. you know he he has a little bit of crossed wires, let's say, and. Maybe pretzels kind of smell like popcorn to him, so I would buy that too. You that know, worker had was sick. <laughs> that worker was sick that day. He, uh... Yeah, like you know, he just uh, <laughs> he just crossed the wires. That's it. So all good. Still really like the candle. Yeah, um, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely recommendation. Those are pretty good. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, we don't have a would you miss this week? Not a big deal, but I think we just kind of mm. went through it with uh, binge views and. Um, wake and bake, 
no yep. commentaries last week, but um, yeah. Uh, so you want to get? Should we get right to uh, voicemails? I put out the call today. We got a few uh, today. Told everyone right. that you were on, so we'll see if anyone has any questions for you, Jack. So uh, all right, that sounds good. Get to it. They receive these emails that make fucking no sense. Loves pissing his pants as they're read on the cast. Wrong punctuations and shitty translations. Cheers to you, Google. Your service sucks ass. Google boys, stop your fucking with the binge cast boys. Jim Law tweets pictures of his children's toys. Fuck yourself, Google boys. Home dude. is the number to call leave a review leave us a question leave us a game and we will play it on the show and answer it or listen to it or guess whatever it is Jack you ready to hear the first voicemail absolutely let's do it what's up binge cast it is Warren from Jersey quick couple things so sorry uh, for last week so yeah uh, Girl in the Woods. So Crypt TV is a YouTube series that I, I have watched for years. They've made some amazing, I guess we'll call them movie monsters, horror monsters, that do deserve their own sort of thought process. And Girl in the Woods is how they tie it all together, allegedly. I had no clue it was already out on fucking Paramount+. Plus, But <laughs> maybe I have a good chat with uh, the good people over at AMG. And what I'll say for you, oh, Law, Jesus. is if you'd like, I will watch and review them. For you specifically, because I think I would be able to give you a proper recommendation, since I think I know the horror you like. Pete, no fucking clue what you like as far as horror. You are- I love it. I love that no one knows what the hell. Because <laughs> guess what? I don't even know what I like. I, that's why I watch things. I go, let's see if I like this. <laughs> that's a really good point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew I was going to like it, I wouldn't watch it. Uh, that's an easy right. thing. <laughs> I hit play, and then I figure it out whether I like it or not. Right. You know, right? What a, what a concept! <laughs> I love not knowing, though. It makes it so well, much that's better. The best part, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, because then it, then the, the guessing game is over, and the uh, the allure is is out the window. There's no magic there if you know what you're gonna like. Yes, yeah, you could you, you know you may like an actor, you may like a director, or a writer, or a poster, or a synopsis. Doesn't mean you're gonna like it. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense to me. So. Thanks, Jack. You always have my back. I love it. I, love I try to, you know. We got it, because who else is going to? <laughs> Not many. Not many people. Nah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, let's continue with more. Your, your your tastes are all over the place. But law, I think I got you pegged. Now, second, Peacemaker. Man, that I have a fucking good time with Peacemaker. James Gunn finds a way to basically explain why he is so unique and tries to make things in his own style while still being able to fit the mold that common, you know, common moviegoers and TV show watchers can enjoy. I actually think Jack's going to go into a lot with some of the characters that he likes, but Mern and Goff were fantastic. But I do think the big shout-outs were for Vigilante and Adebayo. I just had a fucking blast the whole way through. I think it's fantastic. John Cena was fine in it, but I already knew what he was going to be in the show. So it's all the complementary pieces that made this unique and different from other stuff that I was expecting. I'm going to give it an 8 on 10. Now, a quick game roundup. Sorry, Pete. But, uh, Jack, thanks for the shout-out on Wake and Bake. Pokemon Arceus is actually a lot of fucking fun. There's a couple of small quality life things that are kind of dumb, but if you are a Pokemon fan, this is pretty cool. Uh, Again, graphics, it's on Nintendo. So if you think the Switch is going to have the best graphics, you're a fucking idiot. But a good time. (laughs) Oh, my God. Harsh, Warren. 
Okay. I just got the thing, man. Take it easy. <laughs> Basically, he's saying go find a cinder block wall and just throw it as hard as you can against it. That's what he's saying. That's what I, I mean, that's how I interpreted it, but let, let me let him continue. Maybe okay. Sifu is hard as fuck. Uh, these roguelike games, I'm just not as good as I need to be in this time. And I think the big piece for me that I'm having is when you eventually win your your PS5 journey that you're on right now, yeah. there's another hard game out there called Returnal. It was my favorite game of last year. These roguelike games that are incredibly brutal, and you can fail instantly, like in an hour. You feel like you wasted a whole hour of your life. Sifu gives you, like, small upgrades to make you a little bit better at the game, whereas... Returnal gives you, like, lore and story bits and, like, these little horror shorts that explain why your main character Slain is a fucking nut job and constantly dying and coming back to life on this planet. And I guess I'm more of a story guy than a gameplay guy. And I don't know. How do you feel? Are you – which one do you lean towards when you need to? I know we talked Last of Us a couple years ago when that was a thing, but I don't know. How do you feel about that? And honestly, Pete, sorry in advance. It's just – Games are good, man. They're fun, and sometimes the really good ones are really special. All right. Uh, he called back. But, Lauren, you don't have to apologize to me. Listen, there's a ton of people on this network that play games. It's all good. You know, people need to know. Yeah. People uh, love to know uh, what's out there. So don't apologize to me. This is like a, this is a good break yeah. for me on the show. A little, yeah. I sit back. And on, on the other side of the uh, coin there, um, yeah. Sifu is on my list of uh, – of stuff I got to get when I get the PS5. So Warren, you're you're right on uh, you're right on target there. So there you go. Did he have a question at the end there? Or uh... no, I don't think so. But oh. if you called back, maybe it's in there. I thought he said something at the end. Oh, never mind. Here we go. So yeah, of course I got cut off. Uh, sorry, Google. <laughs> I did not mean to make it that long winded. Sorry, all in advance. I'm sure you're having a great show though. Uh, so I guess the only other thing I did want to bring up though was that the Uncharted movie is coming out now. And I, look, I'm not going to go see it. Uh, I'm just not invested enough to go see if it's good or bad. I love the video game series. And honestly, the main question I had about it, I, I don't really care for the video game movie, you know, sort of discussion anymore at this point because they're just coming out so often. I guess the big thing I'm interested in is like, so, Pete, in case you don't know about the Uncharted games at all. Oh, I know. They are basically like national treasure movies except the whole world, not just U.S. history. And – I don't know. That's a movie I want to see, and I just wish it was a movie that I wasn't tied to, you know, other characters from a video game series and things of that nature. So mm. if I were to make it a question, mm. with the way theaters seem to be going, which is back to normal for the most part, yeah. are we going to finally maybe see some of these more, like, niche-style action movies? Because we don't have to make it, like, superhero or video game, just maybe action movies. Are we going to see these... Like, like I don't want to see The Rock and two other people that were big for the last five years in a fucking – Red Notice was fucking garbage, and it was the most watched movie or whatever the fuck on Netflix. I don't need that. I want to see a John Wick again. I want to see someone take a chance and make a good fucking movie and make people go to the theater to watch it and not have to catch it on VOD or on AMG. So I don't know. Maybe it's worth discussion. If not, tell me to fuck off. Otherwise, uh, Baba Dick, I'm going to be playing for Verizon Midwest. And, uh, Law, if you want to talk Elden Ring, or, uh, Jack, if you want to talk from software or any of that, I'm your guy. All right. Peace. Bye-bye. Ah, Warren, thank you for calling in. Um, first off, are you, uh, going to go see or interested in this Uncharted movie? 
Uh, no, because I love the games, and I just don't feel that they... Wow. I, I, I'm not going to be able to watch it. I'm just not going wow. to Wow. Now, uh, I think I'd, I'd probably go see it if the two leads mm-hmm. were s- someone else. Yeah. I'm not a Wahlberg yeah. draw anymore, and I'm not a Holland draw. Or they're not draws for me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, if, it is, <laughs> if I was in a movie, Wahlberg money, better see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, they so don't draw me, for me uh, anymore. Let, let me talk. explain it to you this way with, with Uncharted. So Warren's pretty spot on there. They're they're like they're kind of like national treasure in a sense that like you know um, or it's it's national treasure in Indiana Jones. Okay, so yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah, it, it makes for a cool story. Like there's definitely something there, and I would be interested in it. Mm-hmm. The games. The the two characters, the main character is Nathan Drake, and his mentor slash partner is Sully, um, oh, so, something, I can't remember his first name, but it's Sully's his name. Now, Sully. The guy is, who landed in the Hudson? That guy's amazing. Same guy. Dude. I love it. He does fly planes in the game, but. but uh, 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 okay. <laughs> the whole idea is like. You have a guy who's mid to late thirties who has been globe trotting, and he's an Indiana Jones type. Maybe, maybe um, I don't know. Maybe no, about the same age as Indiana Jones was in Raiders. Okay, okay. And Sully would be like uh, maybe the hmm, <laughs> the guy from Monsters Inc. We're talking about right? Sully. Yeah, exactly. He's he's like say twenty years older. Okay, so say he's like mid fifties, right? So that's the Wahlberg so, character. I'm guessing. Right? Yeah. So the ages might line up, but Wahlberg is nothing. Nothing. I like could not be more different than the Sully in the game. And Tom Holland. I just watched a movie where like he just is getting to college, and now you want me to buy him as like a <laughs> like a late thirties globe trotting archaeologist fucking you know adventure guy. It, okay. it just doesn't mesh, you know? It's not right at all. And um, it also looks like the whole thing was shot against a, a green screen, like at Disney or something. Like, it doesn't look like they actually went anywhere to make the movie other than That's like, a, the a studio yeah. backlot. Yeah. So right. it just doesn't reflect the games for me at all. And if that's the case, then I... I mean, what was the point of making that movie Uncharted? Why not just make it like I don't know, Adventure Time? Or, that's whatever. I don't know, whatever. All right, so let's say you're King, King of Hollywood. Who who do you cast as the two? Whether let's say the story is perfectly matched, like the game is for you. So who would be the two actors um, out there? Uh, it's so tough. It, this is especially tough because the Uncharted games especially mm-hmm. have sort of come out in a time where gaming is getting so close to looking like real life. Um, oh, so it kind of throws game. so it kind of throws off casting because they're like, well, that's not what the person looks like in the game. Is that what you're saying? Because yeah, they like, look so human like. Yeah. I mean, ten years ago, the perfect casting was Nathan Fillion as as Drake. Okay. Um, he was the right age. He looked the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was perfect, you know. Um, for Sully, I don't know. I don't know. I'd really have to think about that. Maybe yeah. um, maybe a J.K. Simmons, but I think at this point he's a little old. Like maybe again, ten years ago, maybe J.K. Simmons could slip into that and do pretty well. Gotcha. But um, 
it's just it's just not right at all. It doesn't. It's just not uncharted to me. Like like what I know is uncharted. So the movie might be okay, but I just I can't even give it a chance because it's just not what it should be in my eyes. Well, they got like the the biggest kid actor and one of the biggest movie stars out there as far as like I guess action. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. Wahlberg, that's, but that's. That right there is the problem, though. They got the best kid actor. Nathan Drake's not a kid. Like, yeah. he's supposed to be a guy who, you know, had a couple of relationships that fell apart. And he's you, you have to buy that this person has, like, traveled the world and seen some shit. And, what about, like, a Chris know, Evans it, or something? Yeah, that would be closer, you know. A, I mean, a, I guess a Chris Hemsworth would even work. You know, somebody, somebody a little bit older. Any other Avenger. Older, that... <laughs> Any other person named Chris in Hollywood, pretty much, you know. Chris Kattan would do phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Night at the Uncharted. Roxbury. Exactly. Love it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uncharted Corky Romano or whatever. Did he have a question or was I just fucking trailing off there? Oh, Uh, is there movies? Movies, action movies coming back to theater like um, I guess non-IP or I don't know. Well, nobody yeah. was a movie. I would have seen that in the theater, and that's just like yeah. kind of like a, a random. But I, I don't, I don't know if it's coming back, man. I, I like I look at. I, I mean, think about it. He he gave the example I was going to give. Red Notice came out. Yeah, The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot. Right. I mean, you don't get much bigger star wise when that movie came out than those three people. Mm-hmm. It came out on Netflix to like I don't know very little fanfare um people saw it but you don't hear anybody talking about how great it is or that it's even good action how much does that matter though for it right now how much does that matter to the studios it was the most watched thing but critically it may have been a stinker do you think they're like oh man we should have tried harder you think they're like fuck we have like the most watched movie on netflix cares yeah i guess that's the downside of all these streaming services it's like i have no idea how to judge like what success is to these companies anymore yeah it's not going to ruin those three actors and actresses career ever right because that's another movie now i didn't see that movie i I saw a few of the trailers for it Mm -hmm. but that again was another movie where it just seemed like a really lazy movie that they threw together on like a studio backlot where they just kind of you know shot a bunch of scenes, put them together in some kind of story. And, yeah. uh, you know, it kind of, it kind of worked out, but that's the other problem with this all is that you can't really know what is success with these studios because, excuse me, the, uh, you don't know what constitutes a watch on Netflix. Truly. Like there are some, um, studies out there that say, you know, they consider a movie watched on Netflix if you've only, you know, if you've watched 15 minutes of a title, any title. Mm-hmm. So that means a lot of people could have turned it on and then like walked away or yeah. turned it on, and just kind of fell asleep because it's there. You know, the new movie on Netflix. Let me, let me just, you know, put this on and pass out. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to think of all that, but I, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think any of it's very good. So well, I think it'll come. I think the action genre isn't dead i think it'll come back um once you know these theaters are um like up and running to full capacity and stuff so maybe but i mean think about what you just saw though like what was the biggest movie of last year spider-man 
what's the movie that everybody's excited about now? Batman. Batman. What's the one everybody cares about after that? Doctor Strange. After that, there's a Thor movie coming. Like, that's... It's just so dominated by superhero stuff right now that I don't know if, if you know, the Mad Maxes or, like... I'm not I'm not talking about the sequels here, but, like, yeah. the original Matrix, you know, movies that were R-rated, weren't trying to sell a toy, <clears throat> you know? Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a while before we see that stuff again. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Maybe it's just fucking big, giant blockbusters in theaters from now on. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. We'll get to some more theater talk when we get to um, what'd you watch this week. So let's get yes. on to the uh, next voicemail. Here we go. Hey, fellas, it's Alex. That's A L E X. Uh, question for you. Recently, read a headline Kevin uh, Feige, Marvel guy, basically saying uh, they're not going to make another Avengers movie. I didn't read the article, but it's an interesting question, and I'm just curious. And this is especially a big strong for Jim, being such a Marvel Marvel guy. Do you think they're going to make a, another Mar- another Avengers movie in the next 10, 15 years? Uh, you know, if, if this next multiverse set of movies just doesn't deliver, do you think they're going to run scared and go to it? Or do you think they're committed, right? Is Fantastic Four, like, the way forward? You know, are they going to do Cosmic Avengers? My, my personal interest is, I don't need, like, a regular Avengers movie, but I think a, a West Coast Avengers movie would be pretty cool. I don't know if you know anything about those guys, but there's, like, Hawkeye and Wonder Man and Mockingbird and Jim Law, what do you think? Well, uh... <laughs> uh, uh, we'll, we'll go to Jack. Jack, do you think there'll be another Avengers movie? One, two. Do you want another Avengers movie? Three. Will they have to resort to Avengers movie if nobody cares about uh, stuff for a while? So one and three, uh, <laughs> yes and yes. <laughs> There will be, uh, and they'll need it. Years, okay. Yeah, ten to fifteen years. You give me that long for, for to make a prediction here. Yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, you're going to see another Avengers movie at some point. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, I forgot the second question. What was the second question? <laughs> um, oh, that was a good question. I Am forgot. I excited about it, or 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 what, do I want to see it? Is I forget. That, let's go. Let's go back to uh, let's go back to Keen's. Uh, let's see what he said because I'm a fucking asshole. Me too. Was it at the end before this or after this? But I think uh, a West Coast Avengers movie. We're so dumb. Cool. No, we don't want to hear about West Coast. Being such a Marvel, Marvel guy. Do you think they're going to make a, another Marvel, another Avengers movie in the next 10, 15 years? We already answered that. Uh, you know, if, if this next multiverse set of movies just doesn't deliver, do you think they're going to run? We got it. Go we got it. Or do you think they're committed? Right. Uh, maybe I came up with the second question. Uh, can we uh, rewind tape? Anyway, I get, maybe I said, like, do you uh, – fuck, do I know? I don't know. Yeah, I think you did. I think you asked me whether or not I wanted another one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm willing to just take whatever uh, whatever they're they're willing to, to make at this point. You trust them, um, right? They're still in good hands? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. I haven't 
you know, I've been pretty, uh, you know, vocal about the last year and a half's worth of Marvel stuff. Not everything has hit for me the way I wanted it to. Yeah. But um, there have been some some high watermarks, and there, there's still quality coming out of that studio. So, you know, I'm uh, I'm still on board. I've got no reason to, to jump ship. Um, I have reason to question some decisions, but, mm-hmm. you know, nothing that's making me go, uh, I don't know, and make some, some, uh, make some moves towards, uh, I don't know, getting off the train. So. Yeah. For me, I could care less uh, if Downey's in. I just want it if Downey come back somehow. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. you open the multiverse door. Go get him. That's right. It's open now. So just fucking you go get. The fuck you want. Go get him. Yeah. It's. I don't think he wants. In. I don't think he wants to do it though. So. You just get the fucking Hulk to you know just uh, just open a portal and uh, you know <clears throat> just just say like hey uh, we got to get. Um, you know, we got the fucking thing back on Earth, and uh, you know you're gonna die in three years. But at the same time, we, you know, it's it's all good. Like it's all good. We kind of need you though. And exactly. Then he's just like, uh, he's just like uh, yeah, okay. Uh, do you have uh, do you have a suit for me? He's like, yeah, we got we got a suit. We got a suit back suit. at the. You know, you got to go through the portal. You get the suit, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, oh, also there's another Thanos. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> another Thanos over there but uh you know we figure you could just take care of that and uh we'll just get on with with this and that, that's that was it. the whole movie really that's it yeah. and he yep. just complained he just complains about the plot the whole time exactly. like I gotta do this again exactly. like that's the whole joke I yep. gotta save you guys yep. again you know that's it all right love it I'm in <laughs> if he's in <laughs> all right we got two more here we go what up it's your boy Calling in with some fun Pete facts. What? Facts for Pete. What? Things about Pete. Oh, God. Facts <laughs> and Pete. So, John Cena. I don't, first of all, I don't like oh, that. I'm no. scared. I'm scared about this. You may not even talk about this voice in the left hand, so let's see. So, John Cena. John Cena is a big topic of binge land. No, he's I not. It'd be fun to share that John Cena is the most has granted the most make-a-wishes than any single person in the history of the foundation great guy people will not watch peacemaker because john cena again great guy most wishes granted he watches the rest for christmas stars a rapist that is all Okay. Fair point. Right. Fair point. However, I have a wish for John Cena. Go away. <laughs> Grant that one. <laughs> Quit acting. You're so... <laughs> now, here's an idea, okay? Yeah. You you have an ailment, okay? And that ailment is almost every time you go to the movies, you end up seeing bare feet, okay? Yeah. What if... Uh, here's the plan, okay? What yeah. if... Uh-huh. We use that ailment to get you on the make a wish list. Yeah. To then get John Cena to grant you a make a wish. Yeah. To stop acting forever. It could work, dude. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, uh, John, Johnny, I gotta I gotta wish for you. Just just quit. Say no. Go back to wrestling with your jean shorts, you know, just just go away. 
We don't want you on the big screen. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. But guess what? I, this is my wish. This is my dream. Oh, God. Listen, you about know, the, the ref. I mean, I love the ref. And we, we had, Law and I had a huge conversation last week about uh, separating the art from the artists. And uh, yeah. I think we cleared all that up last week. So That's right. What am I going to do? Not watch The Usual Suspects again, huh? Come on. Come on. <laughs> what about you, Jack? Are you going to not watch any uh, Tarantino movies uh, with the Weinstein Co. in front of it? Absolutely not. And I'm going to continue watching the Mission Impossible movies, too. I don't give a fuck. What? What's wrong with those? I just, you know, probably the leader of a cult that, uh, you know, has done a lot of bad shit. But, you know, it's all it's all. Nah, I fucking love nah. that, dude. Love it. <laughs> TC's okay. All right, last question. Listen. listen. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, let's just move on. All right, here we go. Last one, last one. Tell me, do you really, do you really want a Google boy? What's up, Pete and Jackie? Hey. Bunch. Bunch. What's up? Happy binge cast. All right, Peacemaker finished up this week. Pete, I know you don't give two <laughs> fine fucks, so go ahead and <laughs> tap out of this call for a minute. Bye. I know you already did. You heard Bunch. Um, great series, really underwhelming finale. I felt it was Ooh. played it ridiculously safe. Damn. Just brought the plane in for a landing, um, but I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a good finale. Did a good job. Uh, those I don't think anything was surprising in this entire thing, though, um, oh, from the finale. The show, obviously, oh. tons of stuff. Uh, Hugh Death's uh, cameo thing at the end. Spoiler. I'm not going to spoil it, just in case anybody hasn't watched it, but that I popped huge in. Some great performances all around. Yeah. Uh, Steve G, who also played the mocap for uh, King Shark in the Suicide Squad movie, had just a heartbreaking fucking moment out of nowhere where you're just like, oh, son of a bitch. Uh, James Gunn doing what James Gunn does. This has a, a taste really of everything that he's done from Sliver to Guardians and everything in between and before. So I think he's going to finish up Guardians 3 and I think he's fucking done with Marvel. Um, but it, it, I don't know, kind of feels that way. And I think he's going to be doing, clearly he's doing more for DC. They've announced season two and um yeah i think he's gonna be really spearheading some cool shit over at dc i'd love to see him do justice league dark you know get constantine king shark Zatanna, and a couple of those other mystics together yeah um all right question with uh everything going on at paramount plus since it looks like they are spending all the fucking money to bring everything paramount's touched under their banner is this going to work, or is this going to be the end for Paramount as an entity? Because I feel like this is just a fucking all-or-nothing nuclear bomb that they're doing. Paramount Plus, Paramount just spending all the fucking Netflix-like type of money. I think it's going to work. Is it flaming out, and is Paramount going to be on the block in two years? And are they going to be, I don't know, maybe part of the Warner Brother Discovery team since you know that will probably get by the end of the year? All right. Have a great show. Talk about the diggy. Talk to you later. Watch out. Peace. What's this? Uh, oh, wait. We have one more voicemail. So what's this uh, Paramount thing he's talking about, Jack? Um, so they are doing what Netflix did a few years ago, and they're just acquiring as much as possible to put out on the Paramount Plus streaming service. Um, like buying good studios? Good examples of this? Like studios? Yeah. So, 
um, this doesn't mean anything really to anybody on this podcast, but mm-hmm. to give you an idea of how deep they're going to just, you know, plumb the depths of their content. Yeah. They're making a Blue's Clues movie right now that's going to be coming out, I think, in May. Okay. Um, I don't know who wants that, who asked for it, uh, why they think kids are going to want to watch that now. It's, it's very puzzling to me. Hmm. But, okay. um, but yeah, uh, Netflix's strategy a few years back was while they were streaming, you know, The Office and Friends and before, like, all these streaming services you know, this like war of streaming services started, they were pumping a ton of money into original content like House of Cards, like Stranger Things, you know, the original shows that they they were making at first and, and you know, kind of started setting the trend for. Um, kind of arguable whether or not that business venture is going to pay off um, because I believe that they're still in the red and continuing to take on more debt and create more content. Yeah. But... It seems like that's the strategy of all these services now. Um, you know, Disney's kind of got the corner with, uh, you know, obviously Marvel and Star Wars and some other stuff on there. But, um, but yeah, it's, I don't know, it's nuts, man. I, I don't know how far all this goes. Um, I guess if they have eyes on the content, then they'll just keep uh, gobbling stuff up. And, yeah, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger i guess I, I really don't have a ton of insight outside of that though yeah i mean i could see them surviving they are a huge studio hmm. um you know they got the mission impossibles and they got i think that's paramount and i think uh star trek's the new shit is paramount yeah i it's just i, I would love to have a better understanding of how all that breaks down money-wise though because so, so you know, even like 10 years ago, before all the streaming services really took a hold, I feel like, uh, I don't know, I, I feel like there were obviously more movies being made, and I think the movies were making more money in, in regards to like how much was spent on them. I don't think that nowadays, despite seeing like record total numbers in the box office for dollar amount... Yeah. I believe the world record holder for the most tickets sold is still gone with the wind from back in like the thirties. Okay. Um, so I don't know that they're actually selling more tickets. I think they're maybe bringing more money in, but they're also spending more money on the content. So hmm. I don't really know how valuable say the mission impossible movies are when compared to like, and I, this is a bad example, but I'm just saying, like a, like a series, like a Yellowstone. You know, I, I don't know. I have no idea how they're comparing yeah. that or, or even understanding, like, what that means to a studio now. You know, it's it's like, it's very complicated to, to me. It's just like, a, I don't know, an outside observer. Yeah, I have no idea either. I mean, I could speculate and guess, but I don't think, uh, yeah. I have no idea, honestly. I think they're just going to try to, like, Netflix... You know, made made that deal with like Sandler and shit. So now they just mm-hmm. make a gazillion dollars off of him, and he makes a gazillion dollars. So I think that's what what you have to do. You got to follow that model and book an actor. Make sure that actor or actress yeah. stays on that platform for a few movies. But uh, yeah, like and if I, Paramount could my... grab Tom Cruise or The Rock, something like that. Yeah, then you got something there. I think that's the way to go. I think is to grab a an actor 
I guess that's my question about all of it. It's like, you know, the, the whole Joe Rogan podcast thing. I think sure. they were reporting this week that Spotify paid him a total of $200 million to, yeah. to make his show exclusive on Spotify, right? And yeah. what does that mean in terms of dollars and cents, though? Like, you know, okay, they have the most popular podcast in the world. So the idea is you're on the Spotify platform, you'll see other stuff, and they can advertise directly to you as the user while you're on Spotify. And I guess that's how they figure out a valuation of, of what something's worth. So if your movies are on Netflix, I guess the way that you value what they're worth is to, I guess, aggregate what is already on Netflix with maybe those stars and, and mm -hmm. the people who made those movies Yeah, to figure out what you think it's worth and then come up with a budget to make the movie and then... I uh -huh. guess measure the result after the fact to see what you Perfect. should do going forward. It's nailed it. It's complicated. You're out of your element, Tommy. You're out of your element. Fucking a. <laughs> Let's get to this next uh, right. Google Voice. It, maybe this is uh, Jim Netflix. Maybe he breaks it all down for us. Who knows? Okay. Let's see. I really appreciate it. Hey, what up, binge cast? It's your boy, the Duke. What? what? Just calling about that finale, that 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 peacemaker finale. Jesus. And that's how you deliver a finale. Hundred <laughs> percent entertaining, top to bottom. Pete. Yeah. I know that Cena ain't your boy the way I'm your boy. You know, it's the dude. <laughs> but I just can't see anybody else. In that role, mm -hmm. it's seen all day, baby. <laughs> I'm a chocobaba dick. Love this caller. It's it's almost like I mean it's Chad D. Obviously, and he uh, sounds like he moved to New well, York. Yeah, but he said it was him. So I mean, it was him. Oh, it was. Yeah, it's him. He moved to New York for a couple days. Right. Got the uh, accent down. Oh, it's, he, 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 you would think he's a different person just by listening to that, you know? You would think, I mean, you would think. Well, some would think, not us, because she said, hey, it's me, so we're covered. But, like, <laughs> another person would say, hey, what's going on here? Yeah, no one would call in and lie to say there's someone, someone else, right? Why would anybody want to be a liar? I mean, I don't want to be a liar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking, so much John Cena talk. People love when I hate because all they want to do is call in with with um, just love getting under my uh, on my nerves. I, I don't care. I know. John it's crazy. Cena. Fucking Encino man. John Encino man. John Get out of here. Oh, he does look man. like a fucking caveman. <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody make that Photoshop poster? John Encino man, please. Thank you. Yeah, sneaky one. Sneaky one. I haven't heard from you in a while. That should be a good one. It's the layoff. Yeah, Let's yeah, yeah. That. All right, thank you to everyone that was that called in seven zero eight four zero six nine five four six. Call in next week. Uh, I don't know who's going to be on, but uh, call in questions, reviews, yeah. games, John Cena, uh, Peacemaker, uh, video games, all the good stuff. TV, TV, Books. movies, comics, Books. corporate <laughs> politicians, the oh, government. Neil. <laughs> Neil Breen. I love you, Neil Breen. How do we got to get him on a podcast? Should we get to uh, some uh, Teeves? 
Absolutely. Let's do it. Should I play? Let's do this one. We'll do a couple. Roundup. It's TV. Roundup. Fucking TV. Roundup. It's TV fucking Roundup. Classic sounder. So good. Classic from the boss man. Okay, television. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jack, do you want to start with um, some solo joints that you're uh, rocking by yourself? Sure, sure. Um, a couple of them, I don't know whether or not you're still on board, but we'll start with, uh, well, I, this one I know you're not watching, Secrets of Playboy. Um, oh, yeah, definitely so- I uh I don't know I it was one of those things where this showed up in the queue and I was like eh, I don't hate this so I'll give it one more and, okay um you know it's just it, it it didn't need to be nine episodes I'm not saying that this is poorly made I'm not saying that these is it over are not valid it no over? it still has like three episodes oh, okay episodes. okay um it, it's just I don't. I've got it. You know, I, I understand the problem that I will say this. There's a story in this episode that is absolutely fucking disgusting. Oh. Um, that if, if it is true and it sure does seem that way based on the amount of people who not only know about the story, but unfortunately were like in the room while this happened. Yeah. If that's true, then, oh, man, I just wish that this guy got arrested, like, 30 years ago. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's it's also tough sometimes with these documentaries where the guy's dead, and I, I hate to say this, but you never know what people's motives are, you know? And mm-hmm. sometimes you have a situation where people, for whatever reason, somebody might be willing to pay for their story, and... You got to wonder sometimes why somebody's trying to speak up now, you know? So there's, yeah, I, I do feel at times some of the people who are in this, who are, are not directly involved in the situation, it's kind of like, why are, why are you here? You know, um, that being said, uh, it's just terrible fucking people and just a horrible, a, a terrible person at the center of all this. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, 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 I don't hate this show. Like, I oh, feel okay. like if it pops up again, I'll probably watch another because this story is so fucked up. Mm-hmm. If there's another story like that, I kind of want to know about it just just to like reinforce how much I'm starting to hate this guy. Um, were you you talking Hugh? Or are you talking someone I'm talking else? Hugh. Oh, okay, I'm okay, Hugh. okay, okay. Yeah, I'm talking to Hugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. talking to you, bro. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, look, it's not anything anybody needs to watch, but mm-hmm. um, I guess I'm still watching it. So I don't know. It, it hasn't given me a reason to, to outright stop. It, it's kind of like, okay, I can throw this on, 
let's see what happens. And this probably would have been the episode where I officially tapped out had it not been for like the insanity of this story. So gotcha. if there's more stuff like that, I guess I kind of want to know about it, but I don't, I'm not really recommending this to anybody. So now if I remember yeah. correctly, uh, you did, you did a bench cast, I want to say two or three weeks ago with law and mm-hmm. you started watching this, but then you brought up the Cosby Doc. Yes. And you were almost yes. on tap out mode for the Secrets of Playboy, I think. I was. Because I was. of the Cosby thing, right? Well, especially watching them in close succession, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, I'm spending an, a couple episodes on this Playboy thing, and then I watched the Cosby thing, and not only does it kind of cover at least one full episode of the Playboy documentary, but it also did it in a way where I understood everything I needed to, and it took way less of my time. So, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of an opportunity to just be like, yeah, I, I, I probably could just tap out of this show and be good, but I don't know. Something brought me back, and now I'm, I guess I'm still, uh, I'm, I, I'm going to show up for another episode, I think. I think I am. So. All right, so last question. The, can I just watch the episode that you're talking about or does oh, yeah. it, it does it overlap to two or is it just a solid single story for that episode for it's a, it's a story to... in this one episode so and do you know what number that is by any chance <laughs> uh let me find out whatever whatever the last one that whatever okay was. so, so if like you said three or five... left so maybe it's six hold on hold on let's find out well i'm just saying like maybe it, this interests the listeners like if they tapped out or they didn't – right? Because you're, you're saying like should this be watched by – like should people know about this story? Like is it – I think that some people would listen to a story like this and be very upset. Um, I am the kind of person that I have a morbid curiosity about stuff like this just to be aware uh, – just to, as like a reminder of, of like how – how 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 much better? <laughs> this sounds fucked up, but like how much better my life is than 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 people like that, you know? Yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. Something is so broken in those people that they have to resort to like this just depraved bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it's nice to have a good reminder of like you know what, everybody's got problems, but like it's not that bad. Like yeah. you know, you're figuring it out. You're getting up in the morning. You're going to work. You're you're you're, you're making a dinner that isn't you know two thousand calories. Yeah, you know stuff like that. It's, <laughs> You watch something like this, and you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to be okay. I think I'll be all right. So yeah, I'm just curious yeah, to because uh, maybe I'll just tap in real just a quick tap in just to I see think, this episode. I think you could tap into this, and it might. Yeah, I, I, I think. How do I? How do I say this? I think you're the kind of person who would watch this and be like, yeah, that was really fucked up. Uh, but I think you would want to know about it. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. Like, uh, what was it? Two, two and three were just getting boring. It just seemed yes. like stories where I was, like, I was never at the mansion or no, I did not know sure. any of the behind the scenes. But I was like, well, well, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure that happened there. So I was like, why should I keep watching this? I kind of know what the hell was going on there without being there. So if this story right. is a little bit heavier, I'm interested to to know. So that's why. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're you're right on there. If anybody's curious, you could just pop this episode in and okay, see what I'm talking about. I am not going to bring it up on air because 
I just think it's terrible. <laughs> so, but uh, you can certainly go watch it and find out for yourself. So. All right. So the latest episode, whether it was like five or six, right? Yeah, it's a, it's episode five. I think it's uh, called the Circus. Okay. Thank you. So. Yep. Um, okay. So that was, <laughs> I sound uh, gross. I'm like, tell me what what number is it? I want to know the dirty stuff. Which one? <laughs> like I'm buckling um, my pants. Give it to me. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to something a little cleaner. Uh, Pam and Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I am watching this, so we can talk about this. Oh, okay. All right. Let me let me let me skip that then. Okay. Whatever talk. you want to do. Whatever you want to do. So I know you already heard about it four times, and the voicemails really fucked me because I was gonna. I was going to go with this from a certain angle, but uh, I did watch Peacemaker. Okay, okay. I did really like Peacemaker. Nice. Um, I wanted to ask you a question about Peacemaker. Go right ahead. Is mm-hmm. – and I'm, I'm asking you a hypothetical. I'm not trying to sell you on this. Okay. But I'm curious if – what would be the kind of thing you would need to hear <laughs> about the show to make you interested and be able to, like – put the john cena thing aside is there anything or is it just no not nothing james gunn is such a draw for me but the fact that cena is the lead of it 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 taints my whole viewing experience i I can't do it got it got it i would love i would love to watch this show if it wasn't you know i i just it's funny i I just can't do it yeah no i i got you i got you it's funny it's just such a funny thing because this is one of the rare cases where like you know, I, I don't usually push a whole lot of stuff on you because I, I feel like we kind of, you know, you and I, we like different things. We like a lot of the same things too. But at the same time, it's like you got to respect people and kind of meet them where they are at times and be like, you know what? This person uh, knows what they like. There's no reason to, I don't know, push anything more than, than I need mm-hmm. to, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> this, no, I, I mean, I, it's, it's a done deal. But okay. it's just funny because this is, this really is, I think, the kind of thing that ticks a lot of boxes for you. It probably um, does. Yeah. It's the it's the comedy, it's the the thing I really really love about James Gunn, especially the superhero stuff he's been doing. He does this amazing job of humanizing people who other storytellers wouldn't be able to find a way to to humanize, you know. Mm, yeah. Um like the like forgotten people, people who are like emotionally broken and battered. And I, I love that he takes these aspects of, of like humanity and and finds these unique ways to uh, to sort of like thread a needle of finding like the gray areas in, mm-hmm. in storytelling. Um, uh-huh. He's so he's so good at it. He's so talented. For yeah, that, I trust you know? him as a filmmaker and a writer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, Bunchy kind of said it. He said that it was a uh, he, he thought it was a, a kind of a safe finale. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he, I, I I hear what he's saying. I guess I kind of agree, but I'm I'm okay with it. I, I think that that might be because there was no guarantee that they would get another season of something like this, um, because it's such a, a like a I don't know, it's such a unique swing in terms of what they do. There's a there's a cameo in this episode that is uh, just fucking phenomenal. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and it's the kind of thing that you're never going. Here's what I really like about it. Peacemaker makes it known right up front in this episode that DC is going to be able to do things that Marvel can't, and I'm glad that they're finally figuring that out with Peacemaker. Um, 
You know, mm-hmm. they can do R-rated stuff. They can have fun in a different direction. And they can find ways to do the, not maybe not family-friendly, but, like, the more mainstream appeal PG to PG-13 stuff and have this R-rated stuff and still have it all make sense under one universe if they want to do that. Did that kind of um, start with Shazam, or was there something before Shazam? It technically started with man of steel um okay so it's been going on for a while they've just like fucked it up a bunch of times that's what yeah i didn't think that counted anymore because of how jumbled it got towards like the end of like justice league and stuff i think i think it still is from there just because even shazam had what was was spoiler alert for shazam five (laughs) years ago or whatever (laughs) <laughs> but, like, even Shazam had a Superman cameo at the end of the movie, you know, so... Oh, gotcha. Well, I'm saying as far as, like, the to- like the whole film or, like, critically loved from... I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say. I what think are, what just... are you asking? The Like, the DC cinematic universe? Or are you asking, like, Any... since they've been good? Like, since they've been good, I, like, I don't know yeah. what if Man of Steel is critically... Uh... A bright yeah, star I mean, for them, but I just like for yeah. me, all from Man of Steel through those so- Batman, Superman, the fucking Justice League, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. It feels like Shazam was the, the clean, not the cleanest, but like the the one I loved the most out of all those. Yeah, like that was my yeah. starting point for DC, where I'm like, okay, they have they can do shit here, and then now Guns got, uh, you know, Peacemaker, which everyone loves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then Suicide Squad, obviously his his Suicide Squad. But I feel like th- th- those are the Shazam and Suicide Squad are the things that I loved. Yeah, m- more I than mean, anything. I mean, I, I would say that in terms of like quality stuff, I, I liked Aquaman, I liked Shazam, I liked Suicide Squad, and then we got Joker too. For your Joker. Yeah, which I think is its. I don't know. We don't know for sure, but I feel like it's its own. It's its own thing. Like, but it's still DC, though, right? Yeah, I just don't know if they're gonna. Well, whether it's in or not, it's still DC working with a property they have and making something great of it. Basically, sure, sure. Make it a an Avengers thing is what I'm talking about. Just like, yeah, yeah. I, I guess without spoiling anything in Peacemaker, the the. The thing that makes what they do in this uh, finale unique is that it kind of throws down the gauntlet of um, being able to do adult stuff and kid stuff in in equal measure and, like, being okay with it. You can never – it's very difficult to see Marvel making an R-rated movie right now, you know, because, like, Deadpool's great, but but for, for, like, the Marvel Studios brand – I don't mm. know how that's going to look or, like, how they're going to market it or, you know, I, are you going to see Deadpool at Disney Disney World? Like, I, I can't – I don't know. Um, but good DC point. is pretty clear about, like, no, we can do both and we're good with that. And I yeah. think that's pretty cool, like, you know, so. Is, uh, so yeah. is Doctor Strange R? Uh, so Doctor Strange is, I, I believe, PG-13. But oh, okay. I, so – Okay, so so it, it really <laughs> I love when I love knowing when I set you up for a giant paragraph. Yeah. You take a you take yeah. a nice little breath. All right, yeah, Pete, yeah, let yeah. me sit you down. Put this dunce cap no, on no, real no, quick. It, 
apparently, a story came out this week that there's an R-rated and a PG-13 cut of Doctor Strange. Now, nobody's confirmed it, but nobody's denied it. Um, but I can't imagine Marvel is going to put out an R-rated cut of a movie that looks like it has so much gotcha. for like everything they're doing, you know? Yeah, and they don't really need the R. Sometimes that could be gimmicky, yeah. in a way. Well, I mean, it's Sam Raimi. Drag Me to Hell was PG-13, and that mm. I thought that that movie had some pretty cool moments in it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, yeah. he knows what he's doing. He'll work, yeah. work his way All around right, so, the uh, M- MPA board. Exactly, exactly. But um, So just to bring it all back, Peacemaker. Um, yeah. yeah, I love this. Uh, this was this was great. This is, uh, I'm pretty confident saying this is the best superhero show uh since uh, since the MCU started started making all these shows, I, I think that this far and away is better than any of the MCU shows. Um, it's more up my alley. It's more mm-hmm. fun. I remember more from it. The characters are great. Like uh, like the guys said on the voicemails, and yeah, this is just really fun. And I'm glad that uh, they announced there's another season of this because I, I can't wait. Can't wait. So, nice. Re- really fun. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Um, so see. you said you watched Pam and Tommy? Yes, I did. <clears throat> okay i'm all caught so, up episode five all right. all right i uh i like this a lot more in the earlier episodes I'm not gonna lie to you uh okay this is starting to feel like american crime story not in a good way oh you're um, so right with that you're so right with that y- yeah it's look i put a couple of things aside uh lily james is very good uh, excellent you can't take that away. She's she's doing real good performance. Fantastic. Um, I, I like Sebastian Stan. I think he's good. I don't know a ton about Tommy Lee outside of like, you know, he likes to play drums upside down at his shows and whatever. So <laughs> um, that's fine. I, I like Sebastian Stan. I think he's fine here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Seth Rogen wasn't around much for this episode. Was not but, around uh, much. Yeah, he's been fine. He hasn't been great, but he's been fine. Um, I am getting major douche chills from the who is he like the the, the owner of Penthouse Magazine? Uh, just seems like a cartoon character that's like jumped out of the screen all of a sudden and oh yeah, hated the story. Mm-hmm. Um, not a big fan of that. Um, well, they all kind of seem like caricatures. Fan. Yeah, in a way, the, the Jay Leno guy. Oh my god, uh, <laughs> terrible, just terrible. Hey guys. No, yeah. no, that's very uh, Saddam from the South Park movie. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Uh, come on, gang. <laughs> no, they're basically kind of the same thing. Yeah. Oh, come on. This one's fake too, Satan. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Hey, check out my cars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm hovering the tap out button for this. Really? I love yeah. it. I love when people hover the. T- it's like uh, I get off on. I get off on it. All right, leave me alone. Oh, Jesus. Oh yeah. Hover that tab God. out button. Yeah. I'm not hovering the tab I mean, out button. <laughs> no, I'm not hovering it. I'm having a good time. I don't know really? anything about this story. Um, so I'm. I'm. You know, obviously, I prefer documentaries over these fucking dramatization shows any day. Yeah. I'll take yep. a doc, but. Um, this is all I got. I haven't looked up anything. There could be a fucking hour and 15-minute documentary on YouTube about this, but yeah. this is what I got right now. 
I'm I'm totally not totally into it, but I, I'm watching it week by week. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't have any problems with it because this is how I'm getting the information of how this story possibly panned out. Pammed out. Hey. So I'm I'm more interested. Like I got the I got the Sebastian being Tommy thing. I got Lily p- playing Pam. I don't know the Seth Rogen character. I don't know Beardy Guy Rogen's character. Like I don't know those people. So they're just yeah. Seth Rogen and what's the other guy's name? Tom? Not Tom. Uh, uh, Nick Offerman. Uh, Nick Offerman. Yeah. Right. He hasn't been around in a while either. So basically, like, I moved past the fact that Pam and Tommy are played by Sebastian and Lily. And I just kind of want to know the beats of what they did as far as um, how they found out about the tape being stolen, um, right. you know, FBI, lawsuits. Like, that's the stuff I'm interested in right now. So that, like, I'm basically I'm just watching it to get information on what actually happened. And hopefully they're telling me straight up. Obviously, I could again read a wiki page about it, but yeah, this is how I'm gathering my information about this incident. So, yeah, it's um, man, I just, you know, I really liked I Tanya. I I think I only saw it once or maybe twice. I watch that shit probably every year, dude. It's so entertaining, (laughs) and like, I feel like it has a good balance of being funny but also kind of grounded. It feels like a Scorsese movie at times, like. You know, it, it fucking works, right? And this just feels like a... It feels like a cartoon at times. And it, it I did, does. It's funny. Early on, there was an episode where Tommy Lee is talking to his penis that's talking back to him. That did not feel, <laughs> like, ungrounded to me. But somehow, like, this Jay Leno character and all this other shit is just really starting to, to get grating. And I, I, don't, I don't know why that is, but... And it's weird, because I, Tanya... They they start off with her as like a little kid, right? This is just like the, the when they met basically Pam and Tommy, and then the tape isn't far after that. Like this easily could have been a movie too. Exactly, exactly. I you think know? that's hurting this. It, it could have been a lot more. I don't know. Could have been a lot shorter. And then it's also it, it does seem I'm kind of starting to see what Law was talking about a few weeks back, where he was saying how. It feels like somebody just read a bunch of shit on Tommy Lee and put it in the show. Yeah. Um, at the same time, the needle drops are also the most stereotypical 90s needle drops you can imagine. Oh, like, yeah. Of course we're going to have fucking nine-inch nails here. Yeah, mm-hmm. Right, right, guys? You get it? It's the 90s. Oh, my God. <laughs> so fucking edgy. Me, me and I. Steal a... My Sunshine came on at one point. Oh. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Come on. So Tom and myself, we have a mutual friend. That knows Tommy Lee. Okay. Um, I was thinking about reaching out to him just to see if he's watching mm. this, mm. and uh, like if if he is, maybe I can report back with um, if there's truth, if there's um, mm. you know identical things this Sebastian Stan is doing. You know, maybe he yeah. you know he knows this guy's like buddies, buddy, buddy, buddy with him. So. Well, I'd definitely be interested to hear about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's watching it. I don't know if he's like, no, I'm not watching that shit. That's fucking sure. bullshit, you know? So, Well, I know that they're not involved in the show, and they mm. weren't, like, consulted about it beforehand. So I'm sure that they're probably not happy about what's going on. But, oh. um, 
Oh, I did not know that. Okay. So who knows? knows? All right. But uh, I'm still watching it. I'll be there next week. All right. But you're hovering. You're hovering the tap out button. I'm hovering, man. Yeah. I'm just, like, all of a sudden, I'm watching all these shows about like fucking sex stories. I'm just like, what am I? What am I doing here, man? Like, can I just get like a like a like a cartoon or something? You know, just like <laughs> something normal. Like, I, I I went from fucking Bill Cosby serial rapist to Hugh Hefner sex fiend to Pam and Tommy. It's just like, what am I? What am I watching? Come dude? on, oh, Jack, get God. your head out of the gutter already. That's what I'm trying, man. I'm God trying, damn. Damn. All right, what else you got? All right, I got uh, I got South Park. Um, yeah, me too. Me too. So this episode hit a little bit close to home since uh, I just bought a house and uh, you uh, know <laughs> bottle water, <laughs> bottle water, here. bottle water, bottle meta bottle water. I liked episode <laughs> two better than this one though. I like two. I mean, two is fucking yeah. epic. Um, that they set the bar. Well, two was hilarious because it fucked with your memory of the show. You know exactly. <laughs> it's really really good, but uh, this is fun. Yeah, though. I mean it. It, it's you know the the ways that they find to to get Cartman to fuck with his with the people around him like you know seeing his mom as a real estate agent and then him just being a dickhead and <laughs> stealing the, the wanting the, uh, sets his own real estate agency up because exactly. he wants uh, he wants her to stay home with him yeah, he doesn't want her to which work is, uh, which is a great angle so <laughs> so but, funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've liked these two episodes better than the first one. I'll, I'll say that much. The first one, you know, definitely didn't wow me, but um, these two have been better. So yeah, good yeah, to yeah. see. And uh, yeah, no reason to to jump off this uh, this train. I'll, I'll be here next. Nah, week. it's so great, it's so great. Yeah. And what else? Good shit. What else? Uh, then I believe. What? I mean, what? Like very close in time. We yeah. were fucking severance buddies this week. We were severance buddies. You want to do that? We could do severance. We'll do severance. I think so. Do you so. want to explain severance? I was like. <laughs> sure. Sure. Please. Please. Take it. So the, the so the whole first episode sets this up. So this will, this will be a spoiler for the first episode, but the concept kind of takes the whole episode to set it up. But basically – Mm-hmm. The idea here is that there's a company that you can go and work for that will get <coughs> have a procedure done on you called severance. And the idea is when you are at work, mm-hmm. you have no memory of your other life at all. Well, You're aware that you have. You don't well, have – it makes it – sorry. Just I'm just want to play cleanup here. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like like another life. It makes it sound like you're living two lives. Right. That's what – I'm just trying to clean up for the listeners. It's just like you forget um, – it's not like you bl- – uh, maybe you are right. I'm just trying to – You have – yeah. It's it's kind of weird because you have awareness that you have a life outside of work. But yeah. the idea is that this is supposed to improve the work-life balance so that – when you're at work, you only have memory of work. When you're not at work, you only have memory of the rest of your life. Perfect. So it's essentially Perfect. like Perfect. your mind, there's been, a, there's been like a, a dividing line in your mind where you cross a certain physical threshold into work mm-hmm. and you have no memory of anything else. You go outside, you, ha- you know that you went to work. You know who you work for, but you don't know what your work is. Correct. Um, nailing we don't nailing know it, Jack. Why. Yeah, we don't know why this is the way it is, but it is this way. And 
this episode was interesting. Um, you got Adam Scott. You got uh, was it Patricia Arquette? Is that mm-hmm. Patricia? Yep. Yeah, Patricia. Um, you got fucking John Turturro. Had no idea he was in this. Ah, so good. I love Turturro. Um, you got uh, I don't know the guy's name, but he played the Tinkerer in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Made all the little tools for Vulture, little weapons and shit. Oh yeah, he was in uh, uh, Captain Phillips too. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get the who doesn't want to wear the ribbon? Spoiler. <laughs> And uh, this is directed by Ben Stiller. So this is the show that he directed after Escape at Danamora, which I, I really liked. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, I think it was Paul Dano, Benicio, and Patricia Arquette. So that was pretty solid. Yep. Um, so, yeah, and this kind of sets up that whole world. But, like, Pete, what what did you – were you into this or, or was this, like, too tough to, to get? No, I fucking loved – I loved this first episode. Like, I just want more right now. I just love this idea of just kind of – obviously, there's a reason why people um, take this job where they basically only know their work life. You know, uh, we know Adam Scott has a reason for doing this. Uh, I love that. I love that reason. Yeah. Um, Yeah. um, I love all the – characters i love i love the way this show looks it's minimalist i love the colors of the show i fucking ben stiller directing the hell out of this um out of this episode i don't know if he if he's doing them all but his first one looks yeah, great uh no i'm in man i'm in 100 percent. i i can't wait to see like where this goes i think i know where this is gonna go um mm. by the end of this first episode um you kind of see yep. Something's up, uh, sure, but, sure. but hopefully it's not as uh, paint by numbers as other things we've seen as far as, um, yeah. as far as that goes. Only you know if you or people who only seen it know what I'm talking about. But no, man, I I can't wait to watch uh, episode two. If I had time, two dropped. This is an Apple TV mm-hmm. Plus. Apple TV Plus. Is that what it's called? Uh, yes. <laughs> Apple TV Plus show. Uh, two drops, so uh, if I had time, I would have done the second episode. And where are you at, Jack, with this? Yeah, I think the concept's really cool. I mean, it reminds me of, uh, I don't know, it reminds me of something like uh, like like a Blade Runner or something. You know, it's like a really, hmm. it's a really cool sci-fi concept. Um, it actually, I, I really like the idea of the story. What I don't like about it is something that you mentioned that you did really like. And I, it, so this is going to come off more harsh than I actually mean it to be. Do it. Do it. I, I like the episode, but all all I could think about while watching this was like, God, you know, I have seen this. Mm. I have seen this setting. I've seen these colors. I've seen this cinematography. It looks very clean. It looks Mm -hmm. very sterile. Mm-hmm. And the more I was watching it, the more I kept thinking, man, like, who would I want to make this? And then it occurred to me, I wish Alex Garland was making this because mm-hmm. I think the concept is awesome. But, you know, Alex Garland, he did Ex Machina, Annihilation. He did that show Devs a couple of years ago. That's a minimalist set. It's it's minimalist, but it's it's also, like, really 
vibrant and interesting color. You know, like yeah. he has a he has a style with the camera that is is like undeniable. I mean, this set to me reminded me a little bit of the house in Ex Machina, but mm-hmm. almost like they were using. I don't know when this show was made, but it almost felt to me like they were using COVID as an advantage where they got into a space that like nobody else was using and they kept it as clean and as sparse as possible everywhere, you know, absolutely everywhere and made it work. So that's a negative for you. It's, it's just that when I see a sci-fi concept like this, there's a movie I'm going to talk about later that is so, it's so well, set up like the production value and the costumes and the staging that even in that case, like that movie has a certain level of quality, just watching it. That's I wish so many other directors would focus on and and like think through, you know, Uh this, like, you know, the second half of the episode, when we're seeing Adam Scott's life, they go to a house that I've seen in in dozens of movies. I, oh, mean, yeah, I immediately yeah. thought of this other movie, The Apartment, right? Uh-huh. Um, or The Invitation. I'm sorry, The Invitation. The Invitation, the invitation yeah, with fucking not Tom Hardy. Exactly. And I was like, okay, so they're at The Invitation <laughs> House, so I've seen this, you know? They go to a restaurant that looks... It, it, it all just looks like they went somewhere, set up the lights, and turned the camera on. There was nothing that was visually getting me into what was happening. And, and maybe that's on purpose. I just wish that there was somebody with a little more visual style mm. that was kind of matching, for me, the feel of, of what this story is doing. And See, yeah. that's where I'm a little... I, I don't I don't not like it. I'm in for the next episode, yeah. for sure. I do want to see where the story goes. I just wish that you had more of a visual artist on this. I think they could have mm. brought something interesting to it. See, I like I like the uh, visuals, but I, this is this is what I like about this uh, medium. It's like people know your taste, people know my taste, and they're gonna right. take it or leave it based on uh, our review. So I love sure. it. I sure. love shit like this. Like I loved yeah. I loved all the setting and the uh, the high shot. You know, the sky shot of uh, like the parking lot like i just loved all that stuff it's just i just loved all that yeah stuff. it's it's not bad i mean it's incredibly well executed it, it just there's also this thing with all the apple tv plus shows mm-hmm. i'm not sure if it's the cameras they're using or like what is is similar about all this stuff but it seems like so many of them have this look to them that's that, that's just let's make it as clean as possible let's make everything perfect and I think that's part of it, is that, like, every one of these shows, even fucking, um, oh, what was it? Physical, right? That fucking show that I held on all the way to the end. <laughs> so that show had a bunch of filters, and it looked like the 80s. But it was clean for the 80s. Like, everything yeah. was, you know, 80s clothing, but, like, freshly laundered any of the environments they were in were pristine everything uh-huh. with apple tv plus has this sheen of like mm. you know we are robots making films that, oh, the shot on iphone like it's all shot on iphone exactly exactly it's probably <laughs> shot by the fucking iphone and like i i can't uh, it's tough to, i can't get past that i don't know what it is but it doesn't feel like 
like like like filmmakers that care about what they're doing all that much. It, it, it's just like okay, we've got a script, we've calculated out. This will be exactly seven episodes. Each one will be fifty-two minutes long. Here are the storyboards. We need a warm body behind the camera to go and make it. And and that's I think that's where I'm brushing up against it a little mm. bit. But. Well, maybe when well for me, I like the <clears throat> the look and feel of the show. But maybe when things start to get a little um, crazy, maybe the cinematography will change a little bit. That would be really cool. That's that's the thing, right? Like I like the story. I'm not tapping out. I. Mm-hmm. I I can see where a couple episodes down the road, there may be a path towards what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Just haven't seen it yet. So we'll see, right? I've yeah. only, I'm only going off one episode, but the, that's what they gave me. So I, yeah. don't, I don't know anything else yet. But Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. So Cool. It's interesting. I'll give it that. It's interesting. Yeah. It's a cool concept. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. Um, What else you got? Is that it? That is it for TV, my friend. Okay. A couple of things before we uh, get to what you watch. Um, I have not started the after party yet. Okay. Do you have any interest in that? No, no. I tapped out. Oh, oh that's right. That's the show you tapped out on. Okay. Yes. I am, um, uh, I'm all set. Sweet. I love that you tapped out. I fucking, so I fucking love when people tap out. Um, fucking done. I'm still watching Single Drunk Female, the Hulu show about the uh, oh, okay. the girl who is uh, trying to get clean and sober from alcohol. Uh, episode yeah. six dropped, but I did not get a chance to watch it. it had nothing to do with um, tapping out or not interested. It, it drops on Friday, and we are recording on Friday. So it was either Severance or Single Drunk Female. So I picked Severance just because it was brand new. Um Murderville, I talked about it last week. Love the show. Yes. I skipped two episodes, the Marshawn <clears throat> Lynch episode and Sharon Stone, Sharon Stone episode. Jesus. I went back this week to watch those episodes, and they were both great as well. I, Marshawn Lynch episode was fucking hysterical. So uh, nice. I'm glad I went back and watched those. So I don't recommend anyone skipping them like I did, but I'm probably the only idiot that does. Uh, and then last thing I watched was Louis Thoreau's Forbidden America, episode one yeah. entitled Extreme and Online. Um, right. So you and I have talked about Louis Thoreau. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of this guy. Big fan Lo- of this guy. Love him. You are too, right? Love him. All right. I really wanted to watch this this week, <laughs> and I just ran out of time. So am I? am I in for a treat or not? Yeah, absolutely. You know what you're going to get All with right. Louis Thoreau. He knows okay. how to talk to people. He goes in neutral, right? He's kind of like me when it comes to shows and movies. I'm going in neutral. Unless John Cena's in it. Well, then I'm not going in at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, so, Louis Thoreau, great documentarian. Uh, he's done... Movie docs. He's done TV show docs, but this guy—I I may have to pull up fucking IMDb here as far as um, who he's oh. talking to here. Here, I know he's talking to some. This is a political episode here. Okay. Um. God damn it! I 
should have had this ready. Well, the, what, ready. do you want to explain the concept of this uh, this particular series? Yeah, I'm pulling up right now, just okay. so I can. Okay. Uh, Louis Thoreau meets the latest incarnation of the American far right, a political movement born out of the internet and increasingly. I lost my place. What the fuck happened? I hit more. Uh, uh, God damn it. Get less. Louis Thoreau meets the latest incarnation of the American far right, a political movement born out of the internet, increasingly making its presence felt on the political stage. So it's a bunch. It's these. It's these white boys just talking online. They're, they have their online shows and just kind of. It's a tough thing to say because you know some people. Um, Follow these people. Some people hate these people. So these people are talking hate. I mean, there's one guy Louis uh, interviews and was like, "Yeah, I don't think women should vote." I think um, basically these people he interviews, they're all white males, and they just believe that America should be majority white. Yeah. So Louis comes in as a as a white male, just finding out why do they want this? Why do they think this way? Why should it be this way? And these yep. people are very extreme as far as their beliefs. So whatever the side of the fence you're on, whatever, I'm on a certain side as well. Sure. Um, very interesting documentary. I mean, he introduces uh, intro- uh, interviews some these some crazy people. Yeah. Um, I, I think, that, like I said, like, it's episode one, so I don't know what, what's coming down the line here. Um, it feels like this would dovetail kind of nicely with that cue into the storm that uh, I know me, you and Alex, Alex and TM it, right? were watching last year. Hmm. Um, it, uh, now, that story is focused more on, um, you know, 4chan and 8chan and like a, a, a certain group of people that were involved in, in those websites. Mm-hmm. But... Um, a lot of that story is kind of involved in, you know, far right politicking online and yeah, and and some other elements to it that kind of made that story fucking crazy. Uh, but this sounds like it's sort of in the same, uh, maybe not totally in the same wheelhouse, but uh, probably close. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I love Louis Thoreau. I, he's like the fucking Borat of documentarians to me. Like he, he's. Not that he's funny, but like he just lets people talk. And that, oh my god, you brought up a great fucking point that I was gonna make. Yeah, he asks a question, they answer it. He says nothing back, so you right. elaborate more. Right, <laughs> I love right. it. He just lets people talk. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these people, they they not that they catch on to him, but they start getting. Some attitude towards him, so right. the, it's always good to see um, the the person being interviewed getting upset. It's always fun to see that. Yep. So there's there's a lot of that happening in this uh, in the show. I totally. remember um, one of his specials where he is making a documentary about neo Nazis in the South. Oh my god. Yes. He's at one of their one of this neo Nazi guy's house. And the garage a conversation. Yeah. Yes. And the guy says, oh, what are you? Are you are you Jewish? Mm-hmm. And 
and Louis says, yeah, I'd rather not answer that. And he says, well, what do you mean? Are, are you Jewish? I mean, and the guy basically, his whole mood and attitude changes. And he's like, you know, look, I invited you into my home. You're yeah. around my children. You're around my family. I, I, I need to know this right now. And, yep. and the whole conversation just gets very angry and right on the edge of violence. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. But just because he didn't want to answer. He doesn't he just doesn't want to give the answer and he just lets this guy talk and it's incredible yeah. how much comes out and it's just like it, it's amazing. It really is amazing what this guy does. And like almost Louis saw like almost past he he was very um he was very smart about how he was or why he was not answering. He's like I feel yeah. like it's insulting to answer that question or right. something like that. Like it wasn't – he didn't want to say yes or no because it was either going to get him out of violence or get him into violence. It was like he feels like he was going to dis- disrespect Jewish people by answering no matter what the answer was for some reason. And Correct. he saw that and he made note of that. And uh, right. there, there was something brilliant about that moment. Yeah, that's why I really like good. It. Yeah, uh, anything this guy does, man. Anytime I see a Louis Thoreau thing pop up on uh, AMG, it's just like yeah. it makes it makes my day and my wife. I'm like, oh, we got something new from Louis. She did uh, Louis's audio book. He did a over the pandemic. He did like a it was almost just like a diary oh, of really? what was happening in the world. Uh, she said it was interesting, but it wasn't. It was kind of boring because it was like, woke up, uh, 8 a.m., kids are putting their shoes on, Trump yeah. is talking again, oh, Trump's got COVID, my kid says, yay, I said, that's not nice, you know, like it's just yeah. uh, <laughs> Tales tales from the Home by Louis Thoreau, so yeah. it wasn't, she doesn't recommend that book, so just letting you know. Oh, okay, good to know, good to know, I will avoid. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's it for uh, Teves. I want to say there's there's something coming out. Hold on for next week. Uh, March 1st? No. Okay. Oh, uh, no, March 3rd. No, okay, that's all like in a few weeks. So That oh, Tiger King be, show. Uh, yeah. Ugh, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to get into that one. I'm Sorry. probably not going to watch it because I, I don't like Kate McKinnon. She's the uh, female John Cena yeah. for me. Yeah, she's uh, – yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah, and then Larry David – the Larry David story, March yes. 1st documentary on HBO is coming out. So, Yeah, the only other stuff uh, – oh, actually, I, I guess you guys tapped out because otherwise I would have heard about it. But uh, I believe Resident Alien Season 2 is like well underway at this point. So. Oh, it is on its way. Um, I tapped out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if uh, Alex is completely tapped, but we were both just like we're over this by that finale. Yeah. So. That'll make sense. I have no desire. Fish out of water shit. It's two two seasons of it. Bah. Yeah. Bah. I never even started it, so. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. (laughs) Do you know... Have I ever said this to you? Uh, th- that quote. That quote. Yeah. No, you know where but, that's from. Right? Oh, I absolutely know where that's from. 
Okay, I say that all the time. Me too. Oh, what's the fucking movie? I remember from the trailer. I never even saw the movie. It's Christopher Walken, but oh it's, uh, it's like Christopher Walken and Jack Black, right? Like somebody steals an idea. Oh, uh, um, what? Is it um, Envy? Oh, Envy, that's it. That's good for true. you. Good for you. <laughs> Good, good for you, man. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah two different yes. ways of uh, it's two different yeah. good for yous. It's good for you, yeah. but it's good for you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I say I'm that thinking, all I'm the thinking, time, dude. I ne- I never I'm never gonna watch that movie, but I quote that fucking <laughs> religiously, dude. That's just in my it's in my repertoire of shit. You know. Ah, fantastic. Oh, all right. Do you need a pee break, or should we go right to moves? Uh, we could uh, we could take a pee break. I think let's That'd do it. Probably makes sense. Let's do it. Here we go. A long sounder, so that they can fucking pee. Maybe this one will be quicker than the last. I can't remember. If the last time he pissed himself for the toilet But he knows these bottles fill up fast And it's one more bong hit for Emma Taking a piss outside with Bigfoot If you think they need to check the prostate they probably should. Ba 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 Guess the liquor makes you pee a little longer Makes your bowels a little softer Now Law's taking surprise with poops Holy shit, it's been a long sounder Where the fuck could they be? You thought that this piss would be quicker than the last We can't remember Times we had to break for a bourbon Good or bad, that's the binge cast I pissed all over myself And it's one more bong hit for Emma Taking a piss outside with Bigfoot can you guess where you put a tiny house set? Tiny words. Trying, baby. 
I got a shit ton. All right. I've, I've only got two. All right. One of them is a movie you've talked about previously. Okay. The other one is not. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so let me start with the one that I don't think you've seen. It's called okay. Downfall, The Case Against Boeing. Um, so this is a documentary about okay. um, a situation with Boeing Airlines where two of their planes dropped out of the sky and resulted in the deaths of obviously the pilots of those planes and also a bunch of the passengers on board. Mm-hmm. Um, both of these situations were uh, sort of highly reported in the press uh, as to you know what happened. Um, a lot of stories around it revolving around you know the whole idea of like corporate greed trying to get out of uh, shouldering any of the blame for what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, the documentary is only an hour and a half long, and I thought it lasted for about nine and a half hours. <laughs> um, oh. This was a Sundance entry recently. Um, I, don't, I don't know why. <laughs> um, I'm, th- this story seems uh, – it, it is. It's terrible. You know, you get <clears throat> talking heads, um, family members of some of the pilots that were on those planes um, – you get talking heads from reporters trying to figure out what the true story was of what went down and why Boeing, who was a company that was always in support of their pilots and training them and, you know, providing for their families, why in this one case they were doing everything in their power to blame the pilots for what happened. Hmm. Um, essentially, they, they found out after investigating the, the incident that there's a piece of software on the planes that in certain conditions will force the plane to um, basically like gear down and move uh, to lower altitude. Um, This is a feature of the plane that apparently these pilots were not trained on. And there's a lot of legalese and stuff that kind of is a fallout of this. Um, I I like true story documentaries like this. I like uh, true crime or, um, you know, stranger than fiction kind of stories. I like some political documentaries at times, um, the Louis Thoreau stuff you were talking about, obviously that's up my alley. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the kind of story that I I think is, uh, you know, it's, it's a tragedy and I want to know more about what happened. But at the same time, this reminded me a lot of actually a totally unrelated subject, but another documentary I saw last year about, uh, Ronnie Wood, one of the guitarists for the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Um, that movie was like barely an hour and it, it was the same thing. It was so uninspired and uninteresting that it felt like it went on for, for like five hours. Um, that's the, that's all I can say about this. I mean, I, I get it. This story was uh, horrible. I, I think that this story deserves a better storyteller. Honestly, this was not, uh, this was not good. I didn't enjoy watching this. I can't recommend it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it is as sterile as you can imagine in terms of of like how it's made and 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 the subject matter and and uh, yeah, it just this was uh, this was not good. This was not good at all. Ah. I, this is like a three on ten for me. Ah. Um, terrible, terrible documentary. I I don't. Uh, I it was so bad that I if they if, if I found out tomorrow that I, I don't know. The guys who made American movie were going to make a documentary about this. I still wouldn't be interested. It's just like I, I don't, I don't fucking care. Like, uh, bad, really bad. I, I don't recommend this. I, I would skip this. Perfect, love it, yeah. love it. Not going to watch it. Don't even bother, bro. Now, um, Jack, let me ask you. You, um, you did the three hundred sixty-five. Yep. Um, Jack Attack Tuesday. Do you yep. go? Do you watch or pick movies a little differently now? Where, like, you picked this one, mm-hmm. like, you obviously picked this one for a certain reason, and you didn't have to yeah. do 365. So now it's just like, what do I have time for? What's going to entertain me as far mm-hmm. as, like, what can I bang out so I could throw on Jack Attack Tuesday? Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, that's a good question. How did I, how did I decide this? Um, yeah. So I don't think that overall my decisions on watching stuff has, has, been affected that much i think if anything i am definitely more interested in watching more movies than tv shows um yeah like there were a couple things that you said like hey i'm checking this out hey i'm checking this out you're watching this and a couple of them were tv shows and i think somebody else texted me too maybe maybe eric king texted me earlier in the week about another show Mm -hmm. maybe not king maybe it was bunch i can't remember but um I just kind of looked at it, and it, 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 it was like a time management thing where I'm like, eh, I don't even want to start something unless I know the eight hours are worth it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I guess in that sense, it's affected my decisions a little bit. Um, yeah. The Boeing doc, this was a matter of I – you know, there was a bunch of stuff that came out at last year's Sundance Film Festival that I, I, I was interested in. Um this was on that list because I figured, mm. you know, a documentary at Sundance, it must have a certain level of uh, quality to it. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. wrong. I was very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, that's that's really the long and short of it. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, swing and a miss. But, uh, look, hopefully I can help anybody who's listening to this show avoid ever fucking watching this. So exactly. Don't watch it. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Um, what's the uh, one that we did together? Um, I don't know that we did do one together. Oh, I, I, thought, okay, I think we sorry. talked about this last week, though. Oh, okay. We did okay. Before. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, I finally saw Nightmare Alley. Um, oh, okay. So you did what I wanted to do, and you watched the original and then the new one. Yes. Um, I didn't. I didn't get time to do both this week after I found out we were doing binge cast, so I just mm. did the new one. That's okay. And um, I have a lot to say about this movie. I actually, I, I enjoyed. A lot of this movie. There were a couple things I, I didn't like as much, but man, you know, I was talking about it before in reference to Severance, but dude, Guillermo del Toro just is a phenomenal director. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Visually, he he's he's one of the best ever, I think. Um, he's a director that I, I don't love all of his movies, but I don't think he's made a bad movie. Like, like, and I love hearing him talk about making his movies too. You know, he's so detailed and he thinks about every aspect of making the film. Um, 
I I have this. Uh, I'm subscribed to the Director Guild of America podcasts, uh-huh. and they had an episode with with Del Toro from a few weeks back for Nightmare Alley. So I was kind of saving it until I saw the movie, and I finally listened to it today. And man, it's it's the same thing with like the special features on Pan's Labyrinth. This guy, you may not like all of the choices that he makes in his movies, but he has thought through every detail of everything to such a degree that I can't help but like respect and love the guy more for it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, like he, he actually gets into the minutia of these scenes where Kate Blanchett and, and Bradley Cooper are, are just having a conversation and I didn't even realize it while I was watching it, but he talks about the dynamics of like how he moves those characters in that space and how there's like a physical power dynamic dynamic happening back and forth that mm. is like this subliminal thing and so cool, so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, great, man. I I just wish that more directors were putting that kind of care into their films, you know? Like like not only directing the actors, not only making sure the script's okay, but really adding that visual panache to it. Like this movie, I was glued to the TV. The entire time. Like, I never picked up the phone. I never even thought about anything else. And oh, this nice. is a two-and-a-half-hour movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like it was, you know, a short, uh, short flick. And but... I did the cam. So, like, imagine how much yeah. color, how saturated right. it was. So Right, right, right. Um, but even, even little stuff. Like, I, I mean, you saw this on the cam version, but one of the first scenes of the movie, Bradley Cooper, he, he's on a, a bus... He mm-hmm. lays his head against the window while it's dark outside, and then we just fade into the carnival behind him, and it's like, okay, you know, a few hours have passed, and now he's waking up, all in one shot, and it's it's just such an elegant and like classic way to show that, and and it's all like the camera's moving on this bus while the background is is changing. It's it's just beautiful stuff, man. Like such just, a good filmmaker. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he's great, man. But yeah, so A-list cast, I mean, great cast all the way through. You know, you even have, like, pretty much A-listers showing up all the way to the end, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, loved the ending, loved the the ultimate point of the story. Um, mm. Here's the thing, though. Mm. I wanted this to have a supernatural aspect, and I thought it was going to. And gotcha. I think for me it fell a little short on first watch of, of being like a great movie for me just because it was a lot different than what I thought it was going to be. Um, you're going to fault it for that. Thought, what's that? You're faulting it for that. I'm not faulting the movie for that. It's just, I, I think I wanted something out of it that it wasn't here to bring me. And I, I gotta, I kind of got to deal with that, you know? Yeah. Um, That's on you. But, well, I'm aware. Okay, I'm aware. Look, I thought we were friends. I mean, <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I thought this was really well made. I I like Bradley Cooper. I think I agree with you. Where someone else in the role might have done a little more. Um, with yeah, it. I, I think mm-hmm. you had mentioned that, right? Yeah, I think I brought up Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell would have been a good choice. Um, I was thinking of someone else too. Uh, Ooh. Ooh, but Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell would definitely work. Who are you thinking? Who is, oh, damn it. Who was I John Cena? Of? Oh, no. Um, uh, Charlie Cox, the guy who plays Daredevil. Um, I don't know. I thought that that, that would be interesting. You know? He's not a – would he be a draw, though? Well, th- but in that case, you sell the rest of the cast around him, right? Mm, okay, yeah. So, 
I just I I really like him. He, he you know I, I know that Law watched Kin. I, I thought he was great in Kin. I, I thought he's he's like a phenomenal character in Daredevil. Like like not just Daredevil, but like yeah. his alter ego, Matt Murdock. Like he's he's just very. I really like his presence. He's got like a darkness to him that I think would would serve that character really well if they, uh, if okay. they played it right. But um, he's unknown to me, yeah. so that's why I'm just questioning. Yeah, him. yeah, I get that. But uh, but yeah, I, I I'm I'm at a seven. It's it's like a really strong seven, and I think that all comes from just the filmmaking of it. Like, I just loved watching the movie. It just every frame looked amazing to me. Um, so yeah, it's strong seven. I, I I will revisit it, and maybe the score goes up a little bit in time. So, so two questions: Would this be in sure. your top ten of twenty twenty one? Um, so that's a difficult question to answer because I watched a lot of movies in 2021. So are we talking about just the ones that came out in 2021? Yes. All right. Uh, I don't know. I don't okay. look at it. I Perfect. think it might be. Okay. Maybe. Close, right? It's a, it's a contender. It's a contender. I, I, I think it would be. I think it would at least be honorable mention. So could have been a contender. Uh, would this. Could have been somebody. <laughs> It's a great story about that scene in uh, Dinner for Five. Did you ever see yes, that? Yes, there is. Oh, that's a fucking I watched show. the entire run of Dinner for Five on oh, Jack Attack Tuesday. It's a fucking brilliant show. Yeah, uh, yeah go go uh, find that episode. Uh, it's a great story about that scene. Uh, what was my other question? Oh, will you watch the uh, original um, Nightmare uh, Alley? Yeah. Yeah, I think I will. I okay. will. Um, cool. I do want to check it out. I want to see what's different. And because Del Toro said that he he so actually his story about trying to watch the original was kind of fascinating. I guess he and Ron Perlman wanted to make the movie back in like ninety two, ninety three, and oh, wow. they couldn't find it anywhere. Like at that time, they, there was just like no VHS copy. There was nowhere to get oh, it. Okay. So when it finally was available to him. He decided to avoid watching it because he read the book originally and he found like so much about the book that was fascinating to get into. Mm. And he specifically told the cast and crew, like, if you've seen the original, that's fine. But if you haven't, don't until after we've made this movie because we want to do, we want to make, we want to adapt this book. We don't want to adapt the movie. Oh. Um, and he kind of gets into the process of like, you know, some stuff in the book i don't want to talk about the spoilers for the third act but like yeah that goes down very differently in the book than it does in the movie and he explains how i think his exact quote was there are certain images from the book that i don't want to put on film and put out into the world so i had to modify those to get the same sort of effect gotcha which i thought was like holy shit you know the movie's pretty but, uh, similar though so the book must be there's a Ooh. yeah i mean I, the, the the broad strokes are the same, but the details of yeah. specifically some of the third act stuff, mm-hmm. it's a lot more um, depraved. We'll say okay. at the end of the story, like it's a it's a lot more uh, uh, icky. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> if that makes sense. So. Okay. So yeah, but yeah, I I think a really strong seven, and I think there's enough here for me to be interested in the making of the movie that I I will watch this again, and we'll see how I feel on a second watch. Nice. Maybe the DVD will have a making of, if that's better. what you're talking about. It fucking better, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I got a shit ton here. Um, yeah, you came prepared, man. I, I don't want to spend too much through. time on a lot of things. I'll just kind of give quick, 
quick note. Right, so I, I might have some questions here. So okay. So the first thing I checked out, and this is like starting from Sunday. So forgive me if my brain doesn't remember a lot of the shit. So that I got I got all the IMDb pages up for all these. So first one okay. I saw was a thriller called Shut In. So. Here okay. is the synopsis. When a young mother is barricaded inside a pantry by her violent ex-boyfriend, she must use ingenuity to protect her two small children from escalating danger while finding an escape. This movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> mm. It sounds pretty cool. Um, like, and hopefully it would be clever and hopefully... Uh, she gets revenge um, fantastically and you fucking put your arms up and be like, fuck yeah. There's none of that here. I mean, she is stuck in this pantry and she is barely trying to get out for the majority of this movie and talking underneath the door to her daughter. And it's like, oh my God, what? It, what are we watching here? Is this a drama? What is happening here? Um, I don't recommend this movie. I did not have a good time with this movie. Um, Jeez. It's an hour and a half, which is why I watched it. And it just felt like it was two hours. I'm like, I would be fucking out of that pantry in in minutes or at least trying, not laying on the floor with a blanket for days. Like, come on, get the fuck, get the fuck up. You can't, you don't even root for her because she's such a she's being such a bad mother. She has a she has like a I would say maybe a five year old and an infant outside of this pantry. So she's trying to tell the five year old how to take care of this baby while the ex boyfriend and his friend are possibly in the house or coming back. Sounds interesting, but it, it just they it's not executed well at all. So this is a four on ten. This is a GC on ten. Okay. Any questions on that, or shall I move on? Um, you just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. what do you know anything about this movie outside of what you just said? As far as like the making of it, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know anything about this movie. All right. So this was made by uh, a production company. I think it, it was um, a production company arm of the Daily Wire. Okay. So that, the only reason why this this like came up on my radar is this is it's not a political movie, but it's highly politicized because it's made by a uh, like a conservative YouTube channel that is trying to make films outside of Hollywood that don't have the quote unquote heavy like liberal bias to them and they're supposed to be just (laughs) thrillers or action movies or whatever like gina carano's got a western that they're making you know as soon as she got fired from disney they they like snatched her up and they're like come over here you can make whatever you want you know so does this feel like a cheaply made movie yeah it does yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's what i kind of suspected about this like they're trying to do something but it's not i don't think it's gonna work out so but it's directed by uh, DJ Caruso. He did yep. um, the Triple uh, X Return of Xander Cage. He did um, oh man, classic Disturbia, which I like. Eagle Eye, which is pretty cool. Two for the Money, which I like. 
Um, he's got a decent track record with me as far as okay. Um, the stuff I've seen, like I like Disturbia. It's popcorn, fucking mm. um, comfort food, eagle eyes comfort food. But I don't know. It's just like oh, you know, one setting, kind of like Disturbia. Oh, we're gonna get something cool because he can work with the house. He knows how to make a decent film in in one house and make it fucking intense. But nah, it's not good. Yeah. Not good. All right. All right, I'll moving cancel. on. Cancel. Cancel. All right. Uh, let's go with Belfast. Oh, okay. So this is like um, – this is hot. This is hot right now, right? Everyone's talking about Belfast. Oh, yeah. I think it's up for some academies. This is up for some awards, yeah. I think. Uh, so this is uh, Kenneth Branagh's uh, black and white movie. A young boy and his working class Belfast family experienced the tumultuous late 1960s. My God. What would you think? Is that a Belfast accent? <laughs> that was a drop I pulled. <laughs> Holy shit. No, I'm kidding. Holy uh, shit. <laughs> this stars uh, Jamie Dornan. I know him from uh, Barb and Star, not Fifty Shades. Uh, Judy Dench. Sure, pal. Sure. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Barb, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, directed and written by Kenneth Branagh. So this movie is about this family dealing with this, like, one block of Belfast that is dealing with the uh, IRA or something like that. I, 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 mm-hmm. um, I was going to go to the theater to see. This is the theater experience I was talking about. This had a uh, 7.05 showing, Super Bowl Sunday. At uh, an AMC, mm-hmm. I was like, this is – no one's going to – there was one person there up until two hours before showtime. But the price was $18.96 to see this movie. And I'm like, Ugh. you you can't drop prices for – or during something that is happening. Like if there's like a 1201 showing on New Year's Eve, you're not going to like lower the price a little bit. Like this was during Super Bowl. Who is show what 80 what moron is going to go see this movie at 705 on Super? What do you got no friends? What you don't like Doritos? What's the matter with you? You can't make this 50 cent movie? Anyway, I decided not to go. This was available on AMG days before this showtime. So okay. I decided to just fuck, fuck AMC, fuck the theater, fuck theaters, putting my, putting my stamp out there. Anyway, um, this movie's okay. It has heart. Um, it's, not, it's not what I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to be... I like I felt nothing. I felt nothing okay. in this movie. And okay. I went in I wanted to feel. I wanted to maybe shed a tear. I wanted to get the feels and I just didn't. Mm. And I I don't know I don't know. I don't know what maybe something was going on during that day, you know, uh of my life or whatever, but I just didn't feel anything for this movie. It just felt like a film that was gotcha. that just went by. So this is like a this is like a six and a half. I see the okay. good family stuff here. Like that stuff's great. 
The music is all uh, Van Morrison because he's from Belfast. Oh, yeah. So it kind of oh, like yeah. takes you out a little bit because it's, you know, it doesn't fit the times mm. a little bit. I don't know. And the black, I don't know. It just, it was a little off putting for me. But um, all the acting's great. Uh, it's all just like one setting, one block. Uh, but again, I just wanted to feel something. I wanted to feel a little heart. There was a, a hair of it, but not enough for me to go, oh my God, that was powerful. Hmm. So, I don't know. Six and a half. Do you find that it's difficult to – is it a difficult movie to relate to? Like is that is that the heart of the problem with it or is it is it just that it's it's not – it's just not on your wavelength? Like like what's the – because I know you as somebody who loves a lot of movies that, that are centered around, you know, kids either being kids or like mm-hmm. coming of age stories, right? I mean you mentioned yeah. Shazam, right? That kind of has a little bit of that angle to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, this feels like an Oscar version of that kind of movie, so I'm curious if you can, if you even know, like, what's the thing that's that's kind of stopping you from feeling a little something more for this story? I think Brana's missing something here. I don't know what it is because this could just be the exact, a true story of what happened there, but. Yeah. Something was missing as far as heart for me, but then again, it could have been like when I watched this, just like, do I need to? Am I watching this for the binge cast and I'm just like trying to get through the hour and 38 minutes of the film, or yeah. am I enjoying this? Like, I watched the whole thing straight through, no phone. Um, but I don't know, I don't know what was, I don't know what was missing here. I didn't want like a, a freaking major death or anything like that that's gonna just, uh, you know, knock me on my knees. I, I, I don't know. I think I, I, all I was thinking about was uh, Jojo Rabbit here. I was just thinking mm. about that the whole time during this movie, even though they're two completely different films. But I'm just like, there's more heart in Jojo Rabbit than there was in Belfast. Well, it's. I mean, I haven't <laughs> seen Belfast, but Jojo Rabbit also is like firmly from the perspective of Jojo, right? Like. Mm-hmm. And and Taika does a great job of of making you sympathize with that kid right out the gate. Like, you know, it's a movie about a fucking Nazi youth, <laughs> like a Hitler youth. Mm-hmm. And you know, Taika's able to make you sympathize with him, understand him, and, and root for him, regardless of that. I think, yeah. you know, obviously, you and I love that movie, but but like, yeah, it's it's just I think that you have to get your audience on board. Especially in a story like that, like you got to get them on board with whoever the kid is, and I don't know. It sounds to me like maybe, maybe that didn't land for you. Like, was the kid decent in this? He was. He, he was decent in it. Work? No, he was. Okay. I, 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 there's, I can't put my finger on what it is. So like that's why it's like a six and a half. Like, I watched it. I I liked it for what it was, but maybe the. Everyone like going nuts about it, Oscar yeah. buzz and award buzz. I'm like, I just don't yeah. see it. Yeah, maybe that's it. what it was. Yeah. I yeah. try not to like uh, put put too much thought into that. Yeah, um, it's it's tough though, right? I mean, 
you get so much juice behind these movies at this time of year, and, and it's like, oh my god, it, it's that good? I, I gotta, I gotta go and see why this is so good. And then, you know, it just kind of ends up being like something that was okay, and then you're kind of left wondering, what the fuck, everybody? Like, it's yeah, really not that good. And I'm know? like sitting here, like trying to defend myself because I'm like, people are gonna hate me because Belfast, like, number one movie of the year. Oh my god. Well, yeah, but I don't think that's like our audience. You know? Nah, <laughs> but mean, I, who, you know, who in here gives a fuck? I think people really like this movie. Like I said, it's good. It's, it's just not great, it, and it didn't hit yeah. me as as like how um, how I wanted it to be hit. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to. I, I, th- I don't know. I think it, I just. It sounds like the kind of movie that's like intensely personal to people who lived through this. Um, maybe, maybe because I've, I've heard. Uh, on uh, like the Empire Film podcast, mm-hmm. um, they t- two of the hosts of that show are, are from Ireland, and they have like a twenty minute discussion about you know them watching this movie with their parents and their parents even being able to recall like oh yeah that they're you know the setting of this movie is is the exact day where we decided we were going to move to England so that we weren't going to possibly be attacked. Like, yeah. you know, so it's, mm-hmm. it seems like it's a very real thing for um, maybe people of a certain age in Europe and in England and in Belfast, you know, so. Yeah, um, and, and I got all that. All that came across and all that was, you know, a heavy subject and stuff like that and uh, drama with, within the family. And that was, a, that was a huge part of this. But I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was where I'm just like, I just want to be crying right now. I, I want to be cheering right now for something. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe this isn't that type of movie. Maybe there is no cheering. Maybe there is no tears. Maybe it's just this is what happened. This is this is the drama that we lived through and yeah. there's no tears and there's no happiness. I, I don't know. But six and a half. I'm leaving it at that. I feel like that's a safe. That's a safe review for anyone that wants to check this out or doesn't want to. Yeah, if you were playing like you know the GC game right now, it's a it's a good solid that's number a... <laughs> right there. Is this something you are, are uh, definitely watching? Uh no, no, <laughs> I uh, I don't really care. <laughs> Wait, before even before my review, you didn't care about this? Yeah, I okay. just. You know, I, I'm. I know a lot of people. They, they, uh, and I used to be like this too. You know, you see what's nominated for the awards, and you're like, oh man, I should go check that out. Yeah. But uh, I, I just, I've been burned by that so many times that I just don't fucking care about that anymore. Wow. Um, okay. So I, I'm, I'm good. You know, I, I, yeah, I probably won't watch this. Okay. All good. All good. All right. Next thing I saw was an HBO Max. Uh, movie. The lead is Zoe Kravitz. The movie is called Kimmy. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. This is an hour and a half. I like giving the runtimes, so everyone knows what they're in for. All right. So Kimmy is like Siri or Alexa. That's basically what Kimmy is. She is a. Hmm. You could probably help me out with this as far as. Uh, it's like well, an it, AI, right? She's not AI. Okay. She is – she's a human being. <laughs> she worked – what? Oh, I'm sorry. Kimmy's a human being? No. Kimmy is like an Alexa. You're right. I thought – but okay. then I, I, went on, I went on to Zoe Kravitz. So here's, here's the uh, IMDb synopsis. 
an agoraphobic Seattle tech worker uncovers evidence of a crime. So she's a tech worker that works for the company that makes Kimmy, right? Okay, got So um, let's just say you use Alexa. Like, hey, Alexa, play uh, fucking, I don't know. Uh, play the Bee Gees. Play the Bee Gees, right? And then Kimmy comes up. It's like, sorry, we don't have Reese's Pieces. And you're like, oh, uh-huh. wait, that's not what I said, right? So she gets all these logs of Kimmy messing up. So she has to go in and kind of correct, I guess, the – Oh, OK. Right? That's like her job anyway. Got it. So in one of these record – and she gets to hear the recording. She gets to hear you saying, you know, play the Bee Gees. And then here's yeah. – you know, she she hears that whole recording. She has all these little uh, sound bites. So in one of these sound bites, there's music playing and she hears like a, a woman struggling in the uh, background. So she kind of like okay. gets out the uh, soundboard and she's – the mixing board. She's fucking playing with the buttons to try to clarify what she hears in the background of this audio file. Again, she's agoraphobic. Okay. Um, so she reaches out to uh, people above her and saying, listen, I found this recording. There's somebody – sounds like there's a woman you know, being assaulted. What can we do about this? And – the, you know, the higher ups are saying, oh, go go to uh, this building. And she's like, oh, I really can't because she, she, you know, she's lying. She doesn't tell anyone that she's agoraphobic. Uh, so it's basically her dealing with this audio file, like what to do with it. And the only way I can maybe help or save this girl is to go, you know, downtown to this building and have them call the FBI from from there. Okay. Um, this is a really cool movie. Uh, me, Law, and Alex reviewed a movie called Dash Cam a few months back, and this is similar to that because this, you know, that kid uh, comes upon a police body cam and finds footage he shouldn't, and uh, has to tell the higher ups. And is he going to get in trouble for telling it, or is anyone going to stop him from releasing that stuff? So it's kind of the same thing here because this company doesn't want this file to get out or or uh, just maybe there's uh, something else. So anyway, this I think this is like the first thing I saw Zoe Kravitz be like a lead in. I, I don't know. I, I I think she's in what? First class? X-Men first class she's in? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Right? Forgettable, like I said. But I don't think there's anything else I've seen her in. Uh, but she's she's pretty good in this. Okay. Uh, I like her. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Catwoman now because, again, I didn't have any. This is directed by Soderbergh. Yep. Um, Rita Wilson is in this. Erica Christensen. Uh, Derek Del Gaudio is in this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He was in that, um, I don't want to say magic show. Yeah. Um, In and of itself. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so this this was fun, man. I had a great time with this movie. No this shit. This was like a lot of fun. She was great. All the other characters are great. Oh, you know who's else, you know who else is in this? Um, fucking his name is Devin Rattray. He is uh, Kevin's brother in Home Alone. Buzz. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> Buzz? Buzz is in it. And his character name is Kevin, so it's hysterical for me. 
Oh my god, that's awesome! <laughs> this is a good. This is a fun movie, man. I had a really great time with this. All this right. is a, this is an eight on ten. I had fucking a blast with this. <laughs> this is better than your nightmare alley experience. This is an eight on ten. Wow, wow, dude. Okay. Yeah, I had a good I, time. Uh, all right, I'm moving this up the list. Uh, <laughs> hour and a half. I'm in, dude. Hour and twenty nine minutes. Let me be twenty nine. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. All no, right. it was fun, man. It was cool. Did you see Dashcam uh, by any chance? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Should I have? It's it's good. It's good. Oh, it's, is it? it's, okay. it's similar. It's similar to this. Okay. 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 Cool. Next one I saw is called I Want You Back. This is a <sighs> comedy romance movie. What are they called? Rom-coms. Rom-com-rom? Comroms. This Rom-com. stars Rom-com. Um, Charlie Day. We know Charlie from right. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Jenny Slate, Scott Eastwood, Gina Rodriguez. That's your uh, that's your main cast right there. Okay. This is about uh, two couples that break up, and the Jenny Slate and Charlie Day meet each other after their breakup and try to plot their way to win. Their lovers back where Jenny Slate wants to try to date Charlie Day's girlfriend's new boyfriend and Charlie Day is trying to befriend and come best friends with Jenny Slate's ex-boyfriend. And they're just trying to break their other relationships up so they can win them back. Okay. Got that? It's a little complicated, but – Basically, right, they're working you. together to and uh, trying to sabotage the others, the new relationships. Basically, right. I'm sure you could tell where this is going. Sure. <laughs> uh, sure. This is almost two hours. Um, mm. It's not terrible. It's a little long, but you know, as soon as they meet, like what's going to happen. Mm. So. It's a six on ten. Okay, it's watchable. Okay. Char- it, you know what? It's Charlie saves this. Honestly, All he's, right. he's the fucking he's the best. Eastwood is, I don't know. Seems like he's just fucking. I don't he's know. Just there kind he's of just there. Jenny Slate. I, I've never seen her in anything else. I don't really like her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gina Rodriguez is good. Not in it too much, but Charlie saves this movie. Yeah, that's gonna be my my question. I, I don't. I, so I like one character Jenny Slate has played. She she played the sister of mm-hmm. uh, Ben Schwartz on uh, Parks and Rec. Okay. Um, I thought the two of them were fucking hilarious, but I I really haven't seen her in much of anything else. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, if I, if I was gonna watch this, it would be for Charlie. Um, I don't think you need to. Nah. Okay. You've okay. seen this a million times. You know how it's gonna end up. That's the end of the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean these these movies are it's so like rare to get a romantic comedy that it like is like notable or, or like a, like a really like a great film. Yeah. So many of them are just let's get the most charismatic leads we can have some sort of, you know, I don't know, funny-ish situation and mm-hmm. then just paint by numbers to the end and I don't You know, t- you take the, Charlie Day out of there. You put Ryan Reynolds in there. I never would have watched this. Okay. <laughs> I was yeah, only watching to, to see Charlie Day outside of Philly, you know, outside of Philly. 
Sure. Um, that makes sense. Okay. Right. Good to know. Summer of Soul. Ah, I saw this last year. Oh, nice. Okay. So, Summer of Soul. Basically, this is a feature documentary by Questlove, um, who... I guess came upon he found this footage, this legendary 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival, which celebrated African American music and culture, and promoted Black pride and unity. This was happening during the same summer as Woodstock. This was also happening at the same time as the Moon Landing. So a lot of big things were happening outside of this festival, and this festival footage got buried because higher ups in the world were like, nobody wants to see this black concert televised this was pretty fucking great this was Dude, this was really fucking cool right <laughs> I, I mean not to jump all over you here, no please but, please uh, please please you're a drummer okay yeah how fucking awesome was it for this thing i'm pretty correct me if i'm wrong here but i think it, it basically starts with stevie wonder playing Dude. fucking drums Dude. How Amazing. fucking cool was that? By the way, the editing of this movie, you know Questlove was in that editing room for this because the rhythm of this editing is fucking unbelievable. There's like drum – like if there's a song playing and there's like a drum solo for four beats and then it's off for four beats, the solo comes back for four beats and it's off for four beats, he like intertwines like talking – Heads or audio in between, like each of these beats, and it just makes this documentary fucking drive, man. It is so fucking brilliant. Of, I'm just talking about the editing is brilliant yeah. here. Great, this this documentary moves, man. They get the talking heads. They get are attendees who are watching it, watching this documentary for the first time, or watching the footage of this concert for the first time. They are, and it, even the performers, some of the performers, whoever are live, are watching this too. Oh my god, this was this was fucking great, man. I just want, like, I hope they put out the concert without the the yeah. the talking heads. Yeah, I, I totally. There's got to be so I much would, more footage. Would love to see that stuff. It, it's the same as. Um, oh, and they did this. The uh, the Beatles get back. You know, just. Being able to watch the uh, the rooftop concert mm-hmm. on its own, um, I feel the same way about this. I and I know it, it took place over multiple days, but yeah, um, as a little bit of a sidebar, the Monterey mm-hmm. Pop Festival uh, disc that Criterion put out, uh-huh. they they did a a phenomenal job because they have you know what was released as Monterey Pop the movie, and then they have. You know, Jimmy Jimmy plays Monterey, and then they've got, you know, Otis Redding at Monterey. Those were, like, the three movies they put out. Uh-huh. But then Criterion got all of the performances that there's footage out there of. So they have all of the Who's stuff, all of Simon and Garfunkel. Like, everybody was there. I would love Criterion to do that with this. Oh, yeah. it looks like there's a ton of awesome stuff to be seen. And uh, fingers crossed that they, uh, they, they hone in on this. Hell yeah, man. I would love to – because you really only get one song per band in this. Yeah. And there's no way they only did one song and they left. I mean, they they bring in some heavy hitters in this documentary. 
Yeah. Uh, I want to name a few real quick. So you got like Stevie Wonder, Nina Simone, Sly and the Family Stone, Gladys Knight and the Pips, B.B. King, Fifth Dimension. I mean – and you know what? There was a lot of bands. I really didn't know like the name of the bands, but I knew the songs. Yes. I'm like, oh, yes. my God. I get to see fucking faces of uh, who who sang these. And a lot of people, I think the Fifth Dimension said, like, everyone thought we were white the whole time. And then. Right. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my God. I totally recommend this uh, documentary. Questlove did a fucking fantastic job. This was so much fun, man. I'm so glad I saw this. Mm. This was so great. You got a rating for it? Eight on ten. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Nice. Last nice. movie I saw dropped today on Netflix. I squeezed it in for the old binge cast. We're talking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right. This is the one I am most curious about. I'm, I'm not going to make any bones about it. This is an hour Tell and 21 minutes. Amazing. Oh. Very nice. <laughs> this is okay, a so just yeah. let's just let's just set the table real quick. You set it up. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, OG. What, what are your feelings on? Oh, it? I fucking love the shit out of that movie. The first time I saw that was late late in my life. So it was either um, late teens or early twenties is when I saw that for the first time, and it it scared the shit out of me, man. Like, even then, yeah. I was just like, this is fucking gritty. This is, like, I feel dirty. And I'm mm. scared of Leatherface. Like, this, I love that movie. That's That shit's like a fucking 9 on 10, the original Ch- Texas Chainsaw. I heard somebody describe that movie once as being the only movie that when they watch it, they can almost smell it. <laughs> <laughs> it's sweaty. It's a sweaty smell. It's rough. Yeah, but yeah, great, great movie. Okay, so what what about the sequels? Are are you a fan of any of the sequels? I know that they're all over the place. Okay, so I like any of them stand out. I like two at the radio station. I kind of like that one. Um, Okay, I want to say the one after that is. I don't know what the one after that is actually. I don't know if that's the McConaughey Renee Zellweger one, or is there another one in there? Let me uh, let me get you a a, an order. Yeah, get me an order. So let's see here. Okay. Got a little. TXG. But I'll say this in the meantime. I do like the Jessica Biel remake. Okay. I have okay. a good time with that. I think that that is a pretty decent remake. And I don't think I saw anything after that one. So I think there's like right. the beginning, then there's something just called Leatherface. Okay. So tell me what you yeah. got. Yeah. Okay. So here here we go. So you got, you got the OG. Mm-hmm. You got number two. Yep. Then you've got Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Okay. Is that McConaughey? No. Okay. That is 4. Okay. I don't think I saw so 3. I don't think I saw 3. All right. So that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, A New Beginning. Is that the title here? Looks like it. That yeah. sounds familiar. The, yeah. Oh, The Next Generation. Next Generation. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Then, then you got the remake. Yep. Then you got Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Okay. Then you've got Texas Chainsaw 3D. Okay. Then you've got Leatherface. Okay. And now we have Texas Chainsaw Netflix. Okay. You know what? I did see the – I think Alexandria – Alexandra Daddaria is in one of them. Okay. That forgettable. It's a forgettable movie. Uh, okay. So here we go. We got Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
1974 movie. So this, after nearly 50 years of hiding, Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote Texas town. So the these group of kids kind of buy this small block, this small town, and they want to you know op- you know have uh, new businesses there. It's it's a rundown town, and they go into this one building just to check it out. I think they they, oh, they go into this one building because uh, they're trying to take down this like Confederate flag that's hanging out the second floor window. And there's a woman living in there, and it was a uh, old adoption, or uh, yeah, like an orphanage. And a woman, old woman, is there saying, you know, this is my house. I got the deed. I got the title. And they're like, well, you don't. We paid for it. And then all of a sudden, this big guy comes out, and she's like, no, I'll go back to your room. And then all hell breaks loose from there because they, um, the cops take her away, and. Uh, and shit, shit starts to go crazy. So now we have our main four characters, and then there's a busload of people that come to the town who are potential investors for this new uprising town. Right. Okay. So there's a lot of there's a lot of people as far as uh, how many people can Leatherface kill in this movie? Okay. So in the original. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you're scared of fucking Leatherface and that family. Of course. Right? This movie kind of turns and you're you're not rooting for you're not rooting for them in the original. You're kind of rooting you want to root for the survivors. This movie kind of takes a turn where it feels like the new Halloween where I just want <laughs> I just want Michael Myers to just fucking kill people as okay. brutal as he can. Same here with Leatherface. I don't want anyone to survive. I want the most brutal Leatherface killings of all time. And guess what? It fucking goddamn delivers. Really? Leatherface is a motherfucker here, man. He's got super strength. He is... He if. Oh my god! I wouldn't be surprised if fucking they do uh, Leatherface versus Michael Myers because the two of them fighting would be insane. They're they're Holy fucking shit. stronger than fucking Thanos. I think Leatherface could take Thanos. Honestly, that's Probably what I think. Could. I mean, Dan- I don't think Thanos has a chainsaw. So <laughs> I don't think he's got a chainsaw fucking diamond on his fucking hand hand necklace or whatever it's called. Hand necklace. Probably not. Hand anyway, Thanos the hand necklace. <laughs> The the characters are, you know, whatever, the human people. Uh, we do get – I wouldn't say a cameo, but we do get a legacy character. Okay. Um, but, the leg- but the legacy real actress is dead. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but man, fucking he is brutal. Leatherface is brutal in this movie and I had a fucking great time. Uh, All right. Great, yeah. Lowercase great time. How about that? Okay. Lower lower G is a lower G. Lower G. I mean, okay. this was a rush job. This was squeezing it in for the show. And sometimes 
when you're squeezing stuff in, your taste is a little not sour, but you're just like, oh, hurry up, hurry up, I gotta record. Mm-hmm. And that that could that could make or break a, a show or a movie. Yep. But not here. I didn't feel I didn't feel the pressure of finishing it. It was more of like I'm in, I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time watching Leatherface. Leatherface, Leatherface, just fucking kill people. I didn't care about this town. I didn't care about the story of these kids. I didn't care about these investors. I just wanted fucking brutal Leatherface, and that's what I got. And I had a really good time. So I'm going seven and a half now. Um, my wife, I watched. I started it this morning when I woke up. My wife slept in, and she came down the stairs. I'm like. I started Texas Chainsaw. Let's let's start it over. So I, I watched like the first half twice. The first half twice. Oh, okay. I said, "There's a kill coming up," where I had my mouth open as soon as it happened. Right. All right. And she's like, "Okay, I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right. Watch this. Watch this kill right here." And I t- I'm watching her the whole time during it, and her yeah. mouth, her jaw dropped. I'm like, "Fuck yeah." I'm like, that's that's what I wanted. Like, I did not expect her to be like, oh, my God. It was fucking so great, man. I, I'm surprised that I had a good time because the last two or three Texas Chainsaw Massacres were fucking dog shit. So I would probably watch – I would definitely watch this again, but I would just fast forward until, like, he comes fast into play because once he's in, he's in. Okay. okay. Yeah. So this is like a seven. Damn. This is definitely a seven and a half, man. Dude, I gotta tell you, this is good to hear because <laughs> I I love the original. Mm-hmm. And my my mileage kind of varies on on the sequels. Like I think I might have seen the Matthew McConaughey one. I know that everybody kind of hates it, but mm-hmm. I watched two last year. I I liked it enough, but it wasn't it wasn't anything that I was like a big fan of. Um, yeah. But man, this is kind of making me want to watch this, so I, I might check this out soon. Yeah, as long as you can get past like the characters, which you know these are twenty twenty two characters. I mean, there's a there's a scene on I don't want eh, it's not spoiling it, but there's like a scene on a bus, or there's a scene where a group of characters see Leatherface, and then they just start like live streaming because they think he looks cool type thing. Yeah, you know, like, and I'm kind of getting tired of like social media being a part of movies. Sometimes it's just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. like I don't take part in that stuff. So for me, it doesn't it's mean gross. any. It is gross for me because <laughs> I'm not live streaming. I'm not uh, sharing my meal on a, you know, an app. I'm not like doing any of that stuff. So it doesn't mean anything to me where I can relate to, like, busting out my phone and filming something because it right. For the masses, you know, I, I don't get that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, but if you can get past all, you know, the 2022 characters and the social media stuff, and you just want to see Leatherface be brutal, it's not as dirty and grimy as like that first one. Like that first one, you don't, yeah. you need to get out of that house. Even as like a viewer, you're like, I got to get yeah. out of here as fast as possible. This house is disgusting, and I'm scared. Yeah. So yeah. there's like none, you know. There's none of that. Those feelings here. This is just okay. like in this small town. Um, it's not even a town. It's like a block. 
you're just like a like a, like a deadwood type block. We're just like, okay. I got to get out of here. Leatherface is in one of these buildings, and you're just got to escape. But he's ahead of you. One nice, step, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's oh, fucking a. Yeah, great kills, man. Great kills. He's like these. He turned into the the new Michael Myers. Like basically, that's the format. I feel like yeah. they took here. Just brutal. Fucking a. <laughs> oh man, I uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. I... <laughs> I don't want to watch this tonight now. I, I, I really did not expect you to uh, to have good things to say about this. Yeah, um, neither did I, man. I, like I said, I didn't like the last two, and I or I, I don't even know if I if I saw them, but yeah, this one was this one was cool. This one was very awesome. cool, very brutal, man. Fucking, fucking brutal. Fucking awesome. Yeah, awesome. I, I recommend this. I mean, yeah, I recommend this. It's right. nothing like the first movie, so it is a sequel. You know, they're they're probably following the new Halloween remake, f- reboot format. So you got to expect that here. Again, yeah. this is like straight to Netflix, so this is going to be on the homepage for a couple days. <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird. Like, February release, like I didn't expect much from this either, man. That's awesome. All right. It's got the PMC stamp of approval, people. Yeah, yeesh. Uh, I hope Very people nice. like it. I'm sure, like, hardcores are going to hate it, of course. Well, whatever. whatever. Don't mess with mine, Leatherface. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> you sound just like him. It's incredible. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what, time, what time we got? We got over two and a half hours, Jack. Is there anything else you wanted to uh, bring up? Um, well, uh, I, I we mean, could, I had a question for you before the show. Do you want me to bring it up or should we, uh, yeah, we could, we could, uh, yeah, we could do it. Fuck it. Let's all right. Do it. All right. What do you want to do? You want to do a little live, uh, you do a little live watch of it here or uh, you think that's going to help me as far as, um, like they allude to, uh, what you mentioned earlier in the trailer. There's a piece in the trailer that might. Okay. Be what I was talking about. Okay. All right. So let, let me let me stop dancing around this. So <laughs> I was talking to Pete earlier as I was, you know, I was kind of feeling bad and I'm like, oh man, I had a busy week. I didn't get through a whole lot of stuff. You know, why don't we do something? Uh, why don't we do something else on the show? Let's do like a trailer roundup or something. And he's like, well, I got a lot of stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. Then we're good. But did you see the Doctor Strange trailer? <laughs> Pete says, no, nah, I didn't see it yet. I'm like, okay. <laughs> So not to bug you, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a thing that's in the trailer that might be now. Is this something corroborating a rumor that's out there about what's in this movie? Well, don't forget there there's a bunch of Kupkas out there, right? We don't want to mention. Absolutely. Okay, so how are we gonna how are we gonna beat around this? So I think I think this falls under the realm of. I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be able to talk about this. Or how about this? We're probably this not going to talk. This is being reported on a lot of websites out there. So, it, I mean, it's not. It's not like I, I I saw this on a on a site that's like spoiling this movie. You know what I mean? Okay. What if we do this? From here on out, we're going to do a live watch of the new Doctor Strange commentary. Jack's going to bring up a rumor 
We're going to talk about it, and then we're out of here. So if you don't want to hear right. any of this, that's the rest of this show. So go on to the yeah. full binge to the amazing commentary Alex and I are, are going to do. We don't even know what it yes. is, but enjoy so that. Good. <laughs> it's probably my favorite one we've done, actually. I mean, it's already my favorite, so... So, yeah, if you don't want any Doctor Strange spoilers, leave now. Jack, can you share your screen on, on Discord? I am going to do that Okay. right well, now. So, for anyone that is not sticking around, thank you so much for listening. Uh, 708-406-9546. Leave us a voicemail. Um, don't, donate to us on Patreon. And thank you for listening. I still don't love John Cena, but I'm glad everyone else does. Well, you know, they can't all be winners. So. Uh, well, it seems like Peacemaker is a winner. So I'm the one that's missing well, out, apparently. Oh, well, you know, it's uh, that's for Peacemaker to deal with and uh, for the rest of us to, to move on from. So. All right, everyone who's not sticking around, thank you so much. We'll see you on the next binge cast. For the people who are sticking around, we are going to watch the Doctor Strange trailer. Whoa, whoa. Starting a little early. Yeah, all right. yeah. So, oh. So, Pete, you can yes. see the screen, right? I see uh, Cumberbatch. All right, you're seeing some eyes. So I'm just I'm going to let this thing play. You let me know if the volume's too loud. I'll adjust it, and and we'll talk at the end. All, All right. right, here we go. All right. Do it. Volume is great. I dreamed the same dream. So spinny. Your desecration of reality. So Inception. Inception. Ultron. We should tell him the truth. Khan? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. I like that. You break the rules. Look out! To become a hero. I do it, I become the enemy. She's so emo. That doesn't seem fair. A little bit. So heavy on the eyeshadow. Ooh, Venom's in this? That's cool. All right. Okay. All right. So, okay. Doctor Strange trailer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna, I wanna roll this back. Yeah, I, I, I find I, a spot here. Okay, roll it back. 
Now you saw what kind of looks like Ultron. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Ultron bots. Right? Yeah. Ultron bots. The army, the All metal right. army. All right. So okay. I want you to look at this. Okay. 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 This, see this right here. I know. I know. There's a podcast, but th- there's yeah. a. Uh, it's 1:35 in the trailer. Okay. In yeah. the Marvel official trailer. Okay. There is like a. There's like a beam beaming mm-hmm. person. There's a person with a lot of lot of lights. On, a lot of lights right? going on around around now, this, this is person. Real quick. Yeah. Oh. And kind ooh. of tough. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So a human comes out of that. So, hmm. people are speculating oh, yeah. that this person yeah. <laughs> may be yeah. some kind of multiverse Iron Man. Hmm. You know what it looks like and to the, me? Yeah. It, in the frame before this. Not that one. Oh, God. It's so tough to get. That's to. okay. But um, the uh, – is it – Who's the Fantastic Four person? Oh, the torch. The human torch, right? It almost looks like that more than an Iron Man to me. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Like Um Okay. So the the rumor yeah. is uh-huh. that not only is there an Iron Man in this movie that okay. may be some fucking multiverse Iron Man. Yeah. But that he is being played by Tom Cruise. <sighs> So, I just wanted to get on a, on a recording your thoughts on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on this overall <laughs> because you know I, you're not you're not in, just in the bag because it's Marvel you know you're pretty you know picky and choosy based on what looks good to you right yeah 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 um, hmm. and it, it's just it's it's kind of a funny not a funny situation but I think maybe an interesting one because you're a guy who's a big RDJ guy yeah. Um, we talked about it earlier. You said, you know, if he's going to show up again, like, let's just, let's just get him back. You know, yeah, why not? Yeah. Multiverse, do whatever the fuck you want. Um, mm-hmm. But if it's Tom Cruise coming in to play another Iron Man, what, is, what do you think? Um, I mean, if Downey is not coming back and they open that multiverse door... I mean, there's all those, like, what are they? They're like little memes of that him with the sunglasses on with the smiley face and the Iron sure. Man suit. Or is that the binge one? Wait a second. Is that the... <laughs> oh, are you thinking of fucking Iron Manny? Is it the Iron Manny? No. <laughs> well, well, look, now that the multiverse is open... <laughs> oh, my God! I want to see in this movie more than okay, fucking Okay, fuck Iron Tom Cruise. We need Alex and yeah. Sierra to be Iron Manny. Oh yeah. my god! Iron Man, he shows up, dude. He's fucking. There's like five of them. They're all wearing different outfits, different suits, dude. They're just fighting shit. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. If only Come we on. knew like an animator that could put together something like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, what do you think? What do you think? Are, are you happy about it? Do you give a shit? Is this stupid? Um, I like it. I think it'll be funny for me. I don't know how the diehards are gonna. What they're going to think about this? Yeah. I don't know if they're going to, like, hate it. Like, I know it's so it's been rumored that – not yeah. rumored. Um, it was, you know, news that he was up for the role, and I guess that's why they would do it. I know Sam Rockwell was up for the role. 
that's not as big of an impact as seeing Tom Cruise in, in the suit. Mm. Um, I would like it. I would take it. Fuck. I love Tom Cruise, man. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's funny about it, too, is that I guess – and I don't I don't read the comics, so I don't, I don't know all these storylines. I just I, – I hear this shit on other podcasts or read about it, and I'm just telling you what I've heard, right? Yeah. But yeah. I, I guess the version of Iron Man that he'd be playing would be one called Superior Iron Man, okay. who I guess in the comics had a run where he, he was actually a villain. So mm. I don't know what that means. I don't know how it would work, hmm. but the potential would be there for Tom Cruise to not only maybe be an Iron Man in this movie, but also playing a villain again, which he hasn't done for a while. And frankly, I thought like he was great as a villain in Collateral, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, I don't know. Just interesting. Uh, oddly, uh, I don't know. To me, when I when I heard this, I thought of you immediately just because <laughs> I knew how big of an RDJ guy you are. And then for, you know, for Tom Cruise to potentially be a replacement or a successor to that, it just, I don't know. It seemed like, like tailor-made for, for Pete MC. So. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, I, I like it. I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to see this movie regardless. I was... I do like the Doctor Strange character. I do love. I do like the Doctor Strange movie. So, I, I'm more. I was. I am more excited about this than I was for Spider Man. Um, yeah, this was. This was the one on like that. You know that big poster of logos that Marvel releases and stuff. Where I'm like, all right, this is this is the one I want to see. Yeah, especially with Raimi attached and stuff like that. So. Again, you and I talk about it all the time about I just don't want this multiverse to be like so gimmicky and yeah, I, I'm just I'm worried, especially after uh, the you know No Way Home. Hmm. I just hope like they you know there's all those um, theater reaction videos and stuff like that, and I, I just don't want them sitting and I hope they're smart enough where they're just like. Oh, people love that. Let's fucking bring so and so back, or let's do this. Like, I, I just I wanted to fit the story well, mm-hmm. I, and I liked, like I said, I liked the fucking Toby thing. That's that's what made that movie for me. So, but I just don't want them to really ham it up. And yep, I, I just hope they handle it handle it correctly and not just um, use it for fucking. Yeah. Um, no, man, I, I agree with you. We talk about it all the time. Like, yeah. just as long as they have a good idea for it and then they make it so that we still care about the characters, that's that's all I care about. So just don't don't make it cheap. You know, that, that, that's really it. So, I mean, is if it's a character that's like, oh, hey, um, multiverse door opens up and it's Tom Cruise and Iron Man suit. Oh, I'm here to help. Like, is that enough for for story? For me, for me, no. When it gets to that point, then I start, then I start backing away from the table, and I'm like, "All right, this this isn't for me anymore." You know? Yeah. Um, How else do they make it where it's? Uh, well, so I don't, again, we're on a recording here. Um, <laughs> I've I've read a really interesting theory about what people think this movie is. Uh-huh. If you like, I can tell you and. Yeah, we're in, sp- we're in the what... spoiler pool right now. We're in the deep end yeah. here. Yeah. I-, I think it's probably what they're doing because you 
think about it, all right? So just just like taking a step back. I'm I'm Kevin Feige. I've been mm-hmm. making these these movies for 12 years, thir- maybe 13. Movies and TV shows now. Mm-hmm. I built up a lot of goodwill with my audience. So much that Disney bought the product. Uh, that's given me a lot of creative license. I want this to continue as a as a fun story for people to enjoy for another generation. <clears throat> so you got to solve a couple of problems, and the first one of those is that Endgame and a couple of the other movies dealt with like traversing time and started this whole idea of of multiverse stuff. Yeah, and for reason for legal reasons. They couldn't do anything with the X-Men. They couldn't do anything with the Fantastic Four and some of their other, like, staple characters, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to find a story or a way that you can bring these characters back into the fold that doesn't betray all the stories that we've we've been watching for 12 years, right? So yeah, how do you do it? And That's the way. This I, is the way. <laughs> This is the way. Um, I think what they're doing, and I, I again, I, I, I do not, I do not take any credit for this theory. I read it on a website. I also saw um, one of the the movie uh, YouTube channels was talking about this theory. Mm-hmm. But I guess in the comics, there's a famous issue where Scarlet Witch basically gets rid of all the mutants at some point. I don't know what the context is, but okay. apparently it was a big comic book event where she said she does something like you know she says no more mutants. She changes reality, re- removes most of them except for a few, and the whole planet, I guess, is is eradicated of mutants. Okay. The idea, the theory of this, uh, again, the, 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 that's kind of popular. It's gaining some traction right now. Is that where this multiverse of madness movie starts is, you know, Doctor Strange has messed with time and different dimensions, and now he has maybe started a chain reaction of stuff that he has to atone for, right? Okay. The idea is that Scarlet Witch, sometime in the past, said the No More Mutants thing and got rid of them. And the MCU, as we know it, never had them because she changed reality and they've been gone. Okay. And this movie would seek to essentially undo that. And the idea would be that they'd bring them back and she would change reality back to the way it was. And it would restore the history of those characters and their presence in these stories. And it's kind of an interesting way to use Hmm. something from the comics but do the, the reverse of it. Okay to integrate them back. And the reason why it's gaining so much traction is I know you just watched the trailer here, but I don't know if you noticed, but that's absolutely Patrick Stewart's voice in the trailer. Oh. And he says to Dr. Strange, we should tell him the truth. And it would be interesting if Dr. Strange, a guy who has been able to tap into some multiversal shit. Yeah. Would get to some place where maybe one of the remnants of the mutants is still alive. Maybe it's Professor X, and he's informing him, "Look, this is what happened. She's the the center of of what's going on here. The only way to solve this problem is to do something around Scarlet Witch, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and then maybe it brings back 
the mutants. Now, I don't know if that means it brings back the Fox mutants uh-huh. or new ones, but it's an interesting theory, and okay. it kind of would be on the line of, like, you know, respecting the audience's time invested in this story and maybe doing something that still kind of honors the comic books. So hmm. it's kind of interesting. I, I don't know. Obviously, I haven't seen the movie. I don't know what it is yet, but yeah. uh, but maybe it's a way to do it where we're not all <laughs> looking at it in a couple of months and saying, like, eh, I'm tapping out, you know? Um, yeah. Who knows? I mean, are we going to get a movie where, like, Ferrigno, Banna, Norton show up? <laughs> Dude, I had the same thought, and I, I, I just said to myself, like, ugh, you know? Just, ugh. And they just make fun of Ferrigno because he's just, like, painted green? Mm. <laughs> Terrible. I would like to see fucking three Hulks fucking Hulk Don't out. I mean, yeah, I think I would. Maybe. I think I would. I don't need to see Banna and Norton, though. I want to see their Hulk form and yeah. fucking go ape shit. Yeah. I, look, I, we talked about it before. The multiverse mm. shit, it can only go so far. We just had a movie with a bunch of Spider-Man in it. Um, Spoiler alert. It looks like this movie has multiple versions of multiple characters. Yeah. I'm okay with that if it is because of events that happened in Spider-Man and now they have to deal with that. I, I'm, that's mm-hmm. fine. If yeah. It's only for this story, though. I don't want it to be a thing that everybody has to just deal with all the time because there could be 50 different fucking Scarlet Witches, you know? I, I, he's gonna have don't to want cl- that. He's going to have to fix it at the end of this movie, yeah. right? right? Strange has got to fix that multiverse and get it on one timeline yeah or at least understand at least give just from a storytelling perspective give us as the audience the ability to accept the idea of the multiverse while also being able to have value for the characters that that's really it i don't know how they get to that point but that's all i care about you know just don't don't betray the goodwill you've built up so much of it just don't fuck that up you know so Hopefully they don't. And I'm not a Scarlet Witch fan. I wish there was he was like teamed up with with someone else. Uh, I just, yeah, I'm just not a fan of uh, her. I didn't like WandaVision, so yeah. Uh, God damn it! God damn it! That's okay. Oh, well, but Sam Raimi, dude. Sam, Sam Raimi, Raimi in the so. Combi Batch. He'll not Combi's you know? Combi's Batch. What if Combi's <laughs> Batch? Hey, it's a verse of multi. You know, you go, uh, you get more many. It was uh, at least at least two, at least two. It's a, it's a, it's a multi madness of multi verses. I'm strange. It's not angry. It is not angry. It is a mad. You know. It would just be. It's about the strange doctor. That's what it would be. <laughs> Wait, no, that's his name. That's his name. Comes. All right, <laughs> let's get out of here. Jacked, always a fucking pleasure hanging with you talking oh, to you fun every time you know, always uh, always good to be here fucking best uh 708-406-9546 is the number to call leave a goog leave a voicemail i'll play it on the air next week um mm-hmm. thanks to uh alex and law giving us the sandbox for you and me to That's be right. sitting here right now happy birthday law he's fucking happy birthday law fucking son of a bitch uh let's get out of here What's that? I fucking said it. It's on a recording right now. Ah, God damn it. <laughs> Don't fire me. Don't 
Go for it. Enjoy the commentary on the full binge if you're paying for that five bucks a month. But you, if you didn't, you got your fucking free money's worth for the three hour binge cast right now. But go fucking donate five bucks a month. Not not that big yeah. a deal. Not that Just, big a deal. Uh, you... Buy buy one less fucking grande latte. That's all you got to do. There you go. Stop buying DVDs. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely do that. Come on. <laughs> All right, Play everybody. Thank you. thank you so much. We'll see you on the next Benchcast. Bye. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Benchcast on BingeMedia.net. To listen to the full binge, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash binge media. Binge media patrons will get access to the full binge. The Benchcast four-hour show right? on a private RSS feed. And they'll get it a full 24 hours before it hits the public RSS feed. Binge Media patrons also get other perks. So check us out at patreon.com slash binge media. Subscribe to the Binge Media Podcast Network at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, the full binge.